Welcome to the Positively Star Wars Senate Podcast. This is Obi-Wan Kenobi. May the Force be with you. Looky, looky, Senator. This is Jedi arriving. Star Wars fans, and welcome to the latest episode of the Positively Star Wars Senate podcast. This episode is recorded on Sunday, the 2nd of July, 2023, using the powerful day out of the Force, which pairs two Force sensitive beings, making them one in the Force, and sharing a collection that spans across space and time, otherwise known as Microsoft and Skype. My name is Stephen, the Chancellor of the Senate, the obligatory Brit contingent of this otherwise American crew, as we get together to talk positively about Star Wars for roughly the next hour or so. This episode is brought to you by, wait for it, it's good enough for the Star Wars channel and it's good enough for us. Yes, it's Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Give him hell, Indiana Jones. Yep, Jeez. he's back. Han Solo, nope, Indiana Jones for the fifth and final installment of the series. Well, until they produce the sixth film, when they have a full-on CGI version of, uh, of um, India game, probably. A few times in my life I've seen things. So... Before we get going proper, as ever, it's time to do hear a quick word from our sponsors because we couldn't do the show without them. And let's hear from them now. Now, it's here. The excitement, the adventure of a new force at breakfast. We'll call them C-3PO's. New C-3PO cereal from Kellogg's. Twin rings, haze together. For two crunches and every double O. A delicious part of this nutritious breakfast. Now you can experience the taste of Kellogg's C-3PO's. A crunchy new force at breakfast. May the force be with you. And let's get going, because uh, we like to hear from them, but we don't like to give them too much time, because uh, they just hug the show, and we can't get on with anything else. But as I have introduced in the last few episodes of the show, I'm going to do some Senate quiz questions, and I'm going to give you the question at the start, and you will have the answers at the end. So, it's just one question uh, this time, but there's two parts to the question. And the question for you to think about over the course of this episode is... What were the first and last words spoken in Revenge of the Sith and by whom? You know, I currently, I started watching Revenge of the Sith. So, (laughs) and I probably, I haven't finished it yet. I got about an hour to go. I'll watch it before I go to sleep tonight. But I have no idea already. It's always the the thing. It's it's always, uh, these first and last words, things are always very difficult because you just watch the film and you never think about what's the last thing. Uh, or first thing that happens. But, uh, yep, so that is what were the first and last words spoken in Revenge of the Sith and by whom? And it is two different different individuals. I'll give you that clue. It's two different individuals. Okay, so, whereas I'm in the UK, I am joined this month by my positive friends across the great big pond in the United States of America. Uh, What an appropriate month to be talking to our friends across the pond, but we won't go into all that. Um, so, in Skype order, we have Ryan. Hello there. We have Tony. Hello, everyone. We have Ricky. Hello. And we have Ron. 
Greetings and salutations, fellow senators, chancellors. What a great day to celebrate our independence from the empire. <laughs> we, like wasn't the empire. Well, we wasn't going to go there. Uh, somebody had to. <sighs> so, on this episode, we're going to be going through wave two of the High Republic, which is basically the last uh, sort of uh, section of High Republic stuff, which is just about finished. We've got a little bit of catching up. Am I right? Phase two, wave two, phase one, wave two. I always get confused. We are phase in two, phase wave two. two. This is the final one. Right. But, but it's whatever's just uh, happened anyway. And then, as there's not a huge amount uh, of uh, new episodes and, and content going around at the moment, we are going to have a, a big what if question and, and discuss what would happen if Qui Gon Jinn had trained Anakin and not Obi Wan Kenobi. Uh, of course, Qui-Gon would have to have to survive the stab through the uh, through the body region first, but uh, that, we'll get into that. And we're going to have a big debate about midi-chlorines, um, because uh, everybody had a few at the time, and it's been a long time since that uh, revelation in, in The Phantom Menace. Um, so we will have a discussion on midi-chlorines, what were you thinking what will people think at the time? What do they think now? I think they've been mentioned again in recent... Um, we'll get into that. They got mentioned in one of the recent uh, shows and stuff that were on. Anyhow, but first of all, we're going to go round the table to see what everybody's been up to in Star Wars land in the last 30 days. And we will start with Ryan. So I would say I haven't done much. I've been busy because I'm still playing Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, approaching 300 hours. So um, I haven't had a time for really much anything else. But I had this random urge, as I mentioned a couple minutes ago, to just rewatch Revenge of the Sith and probably the end of the Obi-Wan series, just because it's just a really good story to see the fall of Anakin. And, it, you know, it's sad to see obi-wan and what happens and their best friends and i don't even know what brought it up i think i was just sitting there was like man you know what i really want to see that story unfold again so i'm probably going to be re-watching those for this next week and other than that i've just been trying to finish the end of the high republic reading a lot of books and audiobooks um i think i started another one so i have like multiple books going at once and that's pretty much it just Reading a lot of High Republic, trying to finish off Path of Vengeance, and I'm just restarting Revenge of the Sith and the Obi-Wan series. Okay, okay. Thank you. It is, does seem like a bit of a quiet um, period at the moment, because it's still another month and a couple of weeks until Ahsoka is out. Um, yeah, it was August 23rd. 23rd? Is it 23rd? Yep. 23rd? 23rd. 23rd. Mm. So just over two months. Oh, gosh. Okay, uh, Tony. I haven't done much that's actual Star Wars lately. I've kind of noticed that, you know, for me, now with the series and, you know, the animated series and stuff, I find myself just uh, not doing a lot of, uh, of the extra stuff. I kind of just focus on when there's the show on, and that's about it. I haven't, you know, I haven't been... Even the comics, you know, I've still been getting some, but I haven't, I haven't even read, read them. I, you know, they're just... Since I buy digital, you know, I don't worry about the stacks. They're just all, you know, on my iPad. But uh, I I don't even remember. I'm far behind. I can't even tell you where I left off. Um, so, no, not much Star Wars related. Just waiting for Ahsoka. Uh, 
I could say I've done Star Wars adjacent, maybe. Uh, I saw Indiana Jones, you know, the other day, the new one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And what do you, what do you but, think? What do you think? I enjoyed it. I mean, hey. I went in. I went in with uh, low expectations. You know, I mean, I mean look, let's let's be realistic, okay? Um, it's kind of like the James Bond. Like, I'm a big James Bond fan, right? So there, you've got some that are really great. You've got some that are okay, and then you've got some that are stinkers. You know what I mean? But as a whole, I love the series. You know what I mean? And Indiana Jones has kind of slipped into that for me. You know, and it doesn't matter, you know, the time that goes by or what or, you know, whatever's going on with the movie. It's like I already know going in, I'm not going to get another Raiders of the Lost Ark. Like, let's just get that out of the way. You know what I mean? You 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 maybe hope for, you know, a Temple of Doom. You hope that you don't get another Crystal Skull, whatever it may be, whatever your favorites are. But the one thing I think everybody should just get out of their head is that you're not going to get another Raiders of the Lost Ark, okay? That's, you know, that was that was just uh, the magic that ignited the series, and that's not going to be repeated, at least not, you know, anytime soon, I don't think, if ever. So, I mean, I always go in with that mentality, and I am not a Kingdom of the Crystal Skull hater. I will not fight you that it's not, you know, great or even good movie, but... I enjoyed it, and I think that people just get a little too hung up uh, on certain things, and myself included, you know what I mean? But um, but I don't hate Kingdom of the Crystal Skull like everybody else is, you know? Um, send me hate mail if you want. <laughs> you don't have my yeah, address. I like that one, too. So, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, there's like, there's like two things that stand out to me in that one, and I'm not going to go into a big Indiana Jones thing, but... Uh, like, you know, the, for me, the most egregious thing that I hate in that movie is uh, when the son, what's his name, Mutt, when he's swinging through the vines. That's the one thing that, oh, my God, like, I can't stand that. But it's like a little moment, you know, it happens, it's done, whatever, we move on. The the nuking of the fridge, you know, that's no m- much more ridiculous than some of the other things we've seen in, in the other movies, you know what I mean? So... You know, and I didn't even think anything of that when I, I I can remember I saw that, you know, opening night in the theater and I didn't, you know, it was, you know, silly, you know, but I, that's it. I thought, okay, it's silly. It's like when, you know, they, they fell out of the plane in an inflatable raft in Temple of Doom or whatever, you know, it's, you know, it's like, you know, it's like, there's any number of things you could point to. I mean, yeah, is this one maybe a little more, you know, but you know, it's, it's not, uh, these, these aren't that realistic, you know what I mean? So let's, let's just not get so hung up on some of this stuff. You know what I mean? It's like, did you enjoy it? Was it fun? Did you know? Was it you know? Is it is it uh, is it what the series was based on? You know, like those old serials of the 1930s that were ridiculous and ended up. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. You know what I mean? It's like, don't get so hung up on stuff. Did you enjoy it or not? And that's how I felt about uh, the Dial of Destiny. Was it perfect? Absolutely not. You know, did See, it have and I was, I was excited with with the uh, Crystal Skull because um yeah when in the part where they're swinging to the vines because Ernie Reyes Jr. is in that movie and he's from uh, Ninja Turtles the second movie so <laughs> he plays Kino <laughs> <laughs> okay so I was like so I was looking for him the whole time during that scene I've only seen yeah. sorry, I've only seen I've only seen twenty minutes of the Crystal Skull and it was doing that swinging the uh, vines oh, bit gosh. so I probably that's like, probably not like... really helped <laughs> it was doing that whole section and I thought oh this is terrible. Uh, yeah. But uh, maybe I don't know. obviously you need to see the rest of it. 
at some point. See the rest of it and then then judge it. But I mean, for me, that's and and I I will you know agree with everybody. Like that scene is like the one that uh, like every time I'm thinking of watching it again, I'm like, okay, but I'm going to watch that scene again, and it, and it just really hurts me. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like that's the only that's the main thing. That's my main hang up, I think, with that with that movie. You know, um, but oh, other than that, anyway, the the Dial of Destiny, I enjoyed it. You know, I, of course. You know, there's They're pulpy, fun action. Yes, I mean, you can you can pick it apart if you want, but yeah. to to get on a high horse and say that oh my god, you know, it's like what did they do and how did you know? Come on, you know, if you really look at all of them, they all have some level of ridiculousness. You know, the only one in my opinion that it's like it stands apart is the first one. It's like, and even that one, there's certain things that if you really look at it, you know, it might be ridiculous. But you know, the thing is that one had a li- a, a little more. Uh, uh, a sense of reality was still a little more grounded. Even the the comedy was a little more grounded. You know what I mean? So that one stands apart. You know that one. My, my least favorite no. is Temple of Doom because uh, the lady just screams through the whole movie. <laughs> yes, Willie Scott's annoying. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like I, I'm yeah. You know, but uh, anyway, it's just you know go have have a good time. You know, turn your mind off and you know don't go in with such high hopes. You know, nothing needs to change your 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 world at this point, you know what I mean? Just, just enjoy it for what it is. And that, that's, I went in with that mindset and I had, I had a good time, you know, it's like, and again, I'm not going to tell you it's perfect because it's not, but I had a good time with it. So, and that's all I wanted, you know? So that's all I'm going to say about that. Okay. Not so much Star Wars, but plenty of indie. Um, uh, is being rammed on our throat a lot by uh, Disney at the moment. Uh, I think I watch it when it comes on D+, but I'm not going to go and, uh, well, basically, no, I don't really go near the cinema if I can help it. Okay, uh, Ron. Hey, greetings, everyone. Uh, my bit of Star Wars is a bit brief. Um, I did catch that uh, Mando behind the scenes. It was enjoyable enough. It's it's yeah. a bit of a... A bit of a have, PR piece of, of sorts, you know, it's all positive, but that's what you would expect out of a Disney making of sort of thing. And then we also, um, uh, birthday happened and we scored the PlayStation VR system, um, and mm. a Star Wars game came out with it. Um, haven't done much with it, haven't seen much with it because the kids have been playing it, but they haven't played much with it. But what it looks like is very, very, they were very excited to find more time to be able to be in that VR space inside. It's all set in Batu, I think, or at least it starts out oh, there yeah, in a cantina yeah. environment. And you're, you're just going around doing different things, but you got the headset on, the VR controls, and looks very, it's gorgeous to watch. I haven't really. I've had a chance to play it, letting the kids play it, but um, watching it, you can watch the screen that they're playing it on. Um, and they finished Lego Star Wars. They were they were very proud to finally uh, make their way through Lego Star Wars. Um, so yeah, it hasn't been much 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 for me other than uh, the behind the scenes. I did. Uh, we were talking Andy. I did in preparations of the Andy watch the Crystal Skull again. My hang up is the guy getting dragged into the ant hole by the ants. That just seemed. I remember my first viewing and now my subsequent second viewing of that flick. That seemed a bit silly um, for me. And looking forward. To, hopefully we catch uh, Andy here either tonight or tomorrow. And so the uh, the question I have to ask Ron is. Have you opened the box? Still in the box. Still in the box. <laughs> Still in the box. It's value. How long has it been, Ron? Every day. How long has it been since oh. he's been asking me, or how long has it been? Has it been no, how long has it been now that, you, that you've had it? We were we were talking about that before you jumped on the call. 
Oh, I, I, I was an I was an I um I was an adopter or whatever you want to say. I did the HasLab and and got it that way. Okay. Now, how did how did that work? Did you just send a deposit, or did you have to send the whole payment to do it? I I think that was that the first HasLab. I think that was the yeah, first was, HasLab, from my recollection, and one. sort of. I lurked, watched it, see, saw how it was uh, kind of supported at the very announced and then kind of dovetailed, kind of flatlined. And then right at the end, like the last day or the day before it was going to, you know, was the last day of it or whatever is when it, it had enough backers that it was going to happen. So I think that helped solidify my decision as well, maybe. I didn't quite understand the banking piece or wasn't sure how that was working, like say in terms of a deposit or sending money. But yeah, I backed it right at the 11th hour and then eventually it showed up at the house. And but, I when wished you back, I could... but when you back it, do you need to pay, you need to pay the whole thing or are you just... Uh, yeah, yeah I, think, I, I think my recollection was, yeah, you back the whole thing right at that point in time. Okay, that's that, why, that makes sense. Then... Get too, because yeah, you had to, if I recall that thing was was expensive and so it was going to be yeah. expensive times two up front and nothing to show for it until it finally showed up at your house and then thankfully i i don't want to say thankfully i didn't get two but thankfully i didn't get two because the thing is massive it, it the box that it comes in the shipping box that it comes in and then it the thing itself and that's why it's not unboxed is it is, like indiana jones size you can fit in there if there's an atomic bomb yeah going on? no it's 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 <laughs> It's it's kind of like that. It is mm. it is a dining room table sized box. It is. I had to find pictures. I remember remember taking pictures of it. Um, yeah, it's like a, a college fridge or one of those small you know drink fridges you might do. It's 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 substantial. But anyway, so yeah, yeah, it was it was pony up all your pony up all your money up front. It was no sort of deposit, and then the rest when it when it showed up, you just put up all that money and waited for the months or however long it took. Now they did give you updates. Uh, they sent, I don't recall what they sent, um, you know, from, from that last day of, of uh, backing it until it actually showed up. They, they sent some things keeping you update that it was happening. It's kind of like backing a Kickstarter or anything that you back where you're just like, Oh boy, mm -hmm. I don't know if this is going to happen. But like I say, I sort of felt more comfortable and pulled the trigger once they had the whatever number of backer requisite backers they needed in order to make a go of it. So, but yeah, now hindsight, like anything, wish I would have bought two because they are um, they they very much held their value. Yeah, very good, excellent. Okay, well, one day, one day, as I said, I found I found an unboxing video on YouTube. So not Ron's, obviously, but somebody else unboxing the uh, the sale barge. So uh, I'm gonna have a look at that. Uh, later okay uh ricky hello um uh, yeah i've been uh, playing a little bit of fallen order but i was excited to see that trailer for uh outlaws waiting for that oh yeah that, that looks great um but i haven't been playing much of fallen uh, Fallen. Order. i'm jedi survivor because uh i'm trying to finish up some other games before i really immerse myself in that one because I, I realized when i was playing jedi survivor i was hitting the wrong buttons because I've also been playing uh, <laughs> Spider-Man on uh, PC. I'm, I'm almost, I'm like 92% on that game. So like I'm trying to swing my web while I'm uh, Cal Kestis. So I'm like, I need to finish that game first before I jump into it. But uh, yeah, it, 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 it game's awesome too. Um, just been doing a lot of board gaming. Um, I finally dived into Star Wars Villainous with my daughter. We've been playing that and that one's been cool. Uh, I've been playing that Funko game that came out last month um and then the trading card game or the deck building game the other star wars one that one's been pretty fun to do but uh 
Yeah, because I have tons of Star Wars board games, but uh, that's been pretty good. And then me and my daughter started watching. Uh, we, we're starting our mega rewatch all over again, like we did a couple years back, uh, where we're watching everything in chronological order. Um, but we're going to do it strictly canon this time. We're not including the Ewoks movies or um, the Gindy Clone Wars. So we started off with the Tales of the Jedi stuff, but we watched um, the episodes with Qui-Gon when he was young, and then, uh, you know, we watched those ones first, and then the Ahsoka, I think, when she was born. And then we jumped into episode one, and we watched that whole movie, and then uh, we watched the one that showed uh, Yaddle after that. So now we're on to episode two, um, Attack of the Clones, so we're going to watch that next. But uh, yeah, we have a, a long road ahead. We had to include Andor this time and Kenobi. So and Bad Batch. So, <laughs> but uh, we watch a little bit of time here and there, and hopefully uh, we can get um, pretty far in before Ahsoka starts. So there's always something Star Wars to watch in my house. So, but yeah, that's pretty much been it. I haven't really bought anything. Uh, Father's Day, I got a uh, my wife, and my daughter got me a really cool Boba Fett book of Boba Fett backpack um, that I use for work. So that it, it says bounty hunters all over it and everything. It's like Boba colors. So. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much been it. It's just watching, uh, playing some Survivor and watching the trailer for that game and uh, just re-watching the movies. So. Oh, and then I finished up the books that we were going to talk about. Oh, you got to finish that um, Survivor thing. I, I watched it on YouTube. I can barely remember what happened now, so you won't be able to remind me. I know, and I keep thinking, like, I got to hurry up and play it because you, you probably want to talk about it. And, like, it took me, like, two years to beat the first game, so. <laughs> yeah, well, it's going to be. Uh, I'm going to have to. Uh, I'm going to forget exactly what happened then. Oh dear. And of course, everybody remembers. Well, not nobody here, but I did did pop myself a bargain at the uh, at the local market in the village. When you can't believe it, on the junk store, which is usually full of uh, plates and cutlery and books that nobody really wants. Um, somebody had put there a uh, one of those uh, pop, what they call the pop heads. Pop heads. What are they called? Ryan gets them. Bubble heads, pop heads, bubble heads. The ones, the little toys with the big, really big heads that wiggle on top of the. Uh, bubble heads. Bubble heads, yeah. Pop. I think it was pop in the title. Anyway, somebody put. Yeah, there. the Funko there's, pops. Fun, there's Funko pops, and then there's the bubble heads, and then the Funko pops yeah. can also have bubble heads. So. There's a Funko pop. There's a pop in the title anyway. I, I, I you've got to be showing me. I threw all the packaging away. Because I, don't, I haven't got room to keep all the packaging, and I just so I, I paid a couple of quid for it. Uh, I could have I could have picked it up for like twenty p. Nobody would know if it was on the box, and uh, but I did put a couple of quid in there. It was all the money goes to a local uh, food bank. Um, so I have on my little Star Wars shelf. I have Mas Kanata um, little thing there. So I'm quite pleased with that because everybody knows I'm like a bargain, and that was absolutely a bargain. So. We are going to move on away from uh, around the table and on to our first and probably main uh, topic of the day, which is the High Republic. Um, and we have, uh, well, I could, Ryan is going to explain it all because I always get things wrong. <laughs> so uh, Ryan's going to go through and move Summarise where we've got to, and then we're going to have a little uh, general talk about how things have gone down. So it's over to Ryan. Is that from my What music is that? Do you hear music? No. Is it, is it we are one? We no. are many. <laughs> I think I got ads playing and I can't turn it down. It's like, I don't no, even know. I can't hear anything here. Okay, so just on Ricky's note where he said he's playing Villainous, 
there is a new the expansion i can't believe i missed this they announced it june 13 but they i don't know if you've seen what the two additional expansion characters or i guess three expansion characters were ricky did you see that i looked it up but i don't remember <laughs> so they gave the hint that boba fett was coming remember the next expansion is scum and villainy so boba fett's going to oh. be one your expansion for villainous and then i'm shocked about the other two one of the other one is cad bane in the set and then inquisitor the seventh system so i was really surprised by that that, that the seventh be. system was going to be in it so boba fett are going to be fighting han solo right maybe and then cad bane is going to be maybe fighting anakin is going to be well, called more steam huh well because they said they have an explanation here. It was uh, Boba Fett players can switch sides of the board, mimicking how oh. bounty hunters fight against each other. Players stepping into the role of Cad Bane will be forced to rely on their allies for initial attacks so they can deal the final blow. And then the Seventh Sister players will have to use every ounce of their ambition to defeat her specific heroes who are always just one step ahead. So hmm. she's basic defeat. Which one's the Seventh Sister? Uh, the one with the pointy hat and the droid on her head. Oh, okay. The animated green, right? Greenish, yeah, looking. Okay. Uh, and the game releases July 30th. For the hey, is she a Marillion like uh, Vern? No, well, she has like a big cone on her head, so I don't see hmm. any of her tendrils and stuff like that. Oh, uh, hmm. interesting. So, but all right, to the High Republic. And just a note before we start, uh, this will probably release after the episode. But um, in case people missed it, July 5th is the next episode of the Star Wars YouTube High Republic show, where they reveal the fate of everyone's favorite Wookiee from High Republic, Buri Yaga. So I'll be excited to jump into that, I believe, come Wednesday. They were, like, itching to talk about that at Celebration on the panel, too. They kept, like, mentioning, like, yeah, but they meant that he was dead. I mean, he's alive. It's it's so obvious he's alive. Like, come on. Like, they're making a big stink. I think he's going to be alive and then he's going to die. <laughs> but maybe he's just, uh, he's, uh, he's hairless now after a freak accident with the, uh, mm. the, uh, the star going down. So. Oh, what if you find out that, that, um, that emaciated looking Wookiee and Solo is actually Buriyagi? That'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be sad. <laughs> he's alive. I'll be, I'll be, I'll, I'll be flabbergasted if he's anything but alive. Yeah, but, he has to be. So I guess onto the High Republic. So remember, this is Phase Two, Wave Two, and overall Phase Two is 150 years before Light of the Jedi, or 382 years before our Battle of Yavin. Um, so, and this all takes place. The end of Phase Two, Wave One, was Battle of Jedi, the audio drama, and I'm going to start with, I guess, kind of story order. Um, but not read order. That's a big problem I have, and a lot of arguments that I put online is it's that so the, rough with these. <laughs> the read order is not what Star Wars is telling us to say because the middle grade books spoil the adult books. They both spoil heavily the adult books, and I got very mad when I listened to whatever the guy's name is, who's the head of he's like the head of Star Wars writing, and he's like. Oh, yeah, go ahead and read the middle grade books. It's fine. And it completely spoiled both adult books. So I was very upset about that. And I will have that argument every day with people. But this won't be read order. I just want to get the middle grade book out of the way first because I think it's the least impactful to the story. Is that the one Stephen hasn't read yet? 
Planet X. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hunt for Hunt for Planet Crest Eight. Planet X. Planet X. No, I haven't read it yet. I don't know if I will. Now, to be fair, so don't don't worry about it. Uh, yeah, uh, it really I'll, doesn't I'll, count. Or I don't know. <laughs> I'll break down, you know, I'll give the bullet points of the oh, story. Hey, should, should we let Tony know that these are like this wave is like a prequel to the one he's reading? So this happens like thousands of years before. Read it. This, this current one is a prequel? Yeah, the one that we're talking about, this is like the prequel oh, era of the higher public. The whole phase, the whole wave. Oh my gosh, okay. <laughs> I did just say 50 years before Light of the Jedi. Yeah, it's a prequel. Yeah. Oh my I mean, goodness. Huh? I wouldn't even call it a prequel. And, um, is it more like a flashback or a, you know, like a full-on yeah. prequel? It's more of a flashback, and it gives some backstories on the it's creation. Really they don't they don't tell you what's going on currently. It's just, it's all takes place in. The yeah, past. but a flashback happens like farther back. So, but um, I'll just kind of break down the story and then overall thoughts on the entire series after we discuss like all three books. But we can discuss each books. I don't have a lot of notes on it because. Honestly, I don't think phase two is all that impactful. So, but anyway, the uh, not read order, the for, but the story, I just want to get out of the way, quest for planet X. So this one I think happens kind of the soonest because it's a couple days after Battle of Jeddah, the audio drama. And in short, this book is, like I said, this is the middle grade book. So it's just a story of teens and adventures and um, being away from their masters, you know, it's Padawans, it's being away from their family on their own adventures. And <laughs> the most cliff notes of cliff notes is they attempt to go to planet X and they don't make it and they turn around and go to <laughs> Dolmen instead and turn on the satellites. That's it. That's, that's it. The whole book. Oh, well, that yeah. saved me a lot there, Ryan. Yeah. I, I, fig- yeah. I figured they didn't make it to planet X because they never came up in any other the, um, stuff. Yeah, they should have called the other book Quest the Planet X. <laughs> because they yeah. actually went to planet x <laughs> the quest is going to go through but even though the story was probably the least impactful and important overall to phase two i do have a lot of i do have a couple notes where it has some bigger star wars things so they did they and here's the thing i like about high republic it goes into the really off the wall stuff you know aliens are more alien like there's a cloud alien in phase one you know plan there's a giant mushroom planets that like eat people type of thing in the comics so it's you know that copies their aura so you can talk to them like they're real people so i like when things get outside what we can imagine aliens and space can be so um and i do like some of the history and technology of star wars and i think planet x had some good notes so while the story really wasn't that important it's unfortunately i have to say uh, it did say some cool little things that I don't know if you guys remember, but uh, Sky Graf. So we all know the Graf and the Santeca families. Sky Graf was the teen. Uh, they have a large dish, like a compass, um, that allows them to track origins. So it's like a big copper plate with a pink jewel. So I don't know if you guys remember that. And they kept using it. They hooked it into the hyperspace system and it would jump them trying to look for Planet X because one of the characters, Das, was previously on the planet. So they're trying to find Planet X. And the whole reason of this adventure is because Skygraph, they're looking for their father. Their father went missing, and they think that their father went missing by looking for Planet X. So that's what Graph wants to do. And they just take some, uh, you know, Jedis and other people with them, some Padawans and other people with them to try to go on this adventure. Where they just... Was he looking for his dad, or was he looking for the ship? Uh, they They were looking for their dad. They don't go by he or she, they go by they. 
So, hmm. but they were definitely looking for their dad. Well, let's talk about the other kid. He was look. I thought he was looking for his dad's ship. Oh, you're talking about Das. Das was Das knew where his dad was, but Das wanted to go. I guess back to the planet anyway because he wants to still be a big explorer type of thing. So his dad didn't want to go, but, but he felt like that ship was like their house though. Right. Yeah. I feel like that was the whole point why he I did enjoy this weird Star Wars technology where you have this big copper plate compass that allows you to track a person's frequency or origins and like take backs. So like I said, I like when things get kind of weird. So that's a cool little addition to Star Wars. Is when sci-fi, they... yeah. Yeah. Um, they talk briefly about hyperspace and any talk about hyperspace lately, especially in the High Republic, has been really interesting to me. So, and they say that no one really knows what hyperspace is, that is simply another plane of existence. So to me, you know, years ago, I used to just think hyperspace was, oh, they're just traveling between two points. No big deal. But people started to bring up, it should take thousands of years to still go places. And it's, you know, then all this discussion started to pop up, how hyperspace really isn't space. It's just something that people can enter to travel faster between two points. And it's crazy how it, you know, I just really like that idea that it's not space it's something else and that makes the purgles even more interesting because they don't travel in real space so they travel between areas using hyperspace so any mention of hyperspace i think is cool and i just think it's a good addition to the lore so and heck maybe uh where we're discussing possibly getting to midi chlorians today i'd like almost to discuss hyperspace because i just think that's a really cool thing um yeah it, also- it is like really like uh i, I like that this, they've kind of explored it a lot in the high republic like it was really vague before, and it's kind of like, okay, you jump into it. But like you said, it's a, it's an actual space, and they always did call it real space when you're not in hyperspace. So, yeah, it's, it's yeah. very interesting. So, yeah, that's a good point, too. They call one real space and hyperspace. So, and now this is kind of mentioning, oh, it's a different plane of space. And you're like, man, that's cool. Like a sub thing that you can get around quicker. So, it's like, that's cool. Even though you can still collide with things, and they do mention that hyperspace can't be affected by people, but only objects that have affect space like planetary objects that warp gravitational poles so it's still affected by large bodies um but it's really its own thing so i was like okay that's really sci-fi and i think that's cool so another one of the another one of the graph family and i just thought this was a good note especially over the big discussion we have during the last season of mandalorian um one of the graphs slices in technically it's his ship that gets stolen but he slices into the ship that he's not on and he can remotely control it. So like we've seen with the Jack Black episode of Mandalorian where they're like, oh, well, yeah, how they, yeah. they slice through the, like I said, it is his ship, but he does have technology to control it remotely and get into the system and totally take over it. So, you know, in my weird connection mind, it's like, well, this one graph person could have, and the graphs are very secretive. Same with the Santecas. They have their own technology they have their own beacons for traveling hyperspace. They keep a lot of things hidden. So it's very well they could have the technology to slice into ships and just Jack Black's character and his planet also have the technology that they keep very secret. So any mention between kind of shows or ideas, like where Rising Storm discussed, I can't remember some of the, but Rising Storm had a ton of things that tied into future Star Wars movies. So I thought that was just a good tie-in. Oh, a cool battle that stuck out was the Padawan Roper. And again, I, I read with pictures in my mind. 
she <laughs> tethers herself to the ship, pushes herself outside the ship into space, and then as starships are shooting at her, she's blocking them in space. And it's cool how they wrote it, how she gets thrown backwards by the concussive force of the laser, and then she kicks off the ship again to, like, battle all these ships flying around her. So I think that was just a cool visual, how you're tethered to a ship, you get shot, it pushes you way back, and you kick off the ship again to try to block all this laser fire. So I thought, you know, that was pretty cool, like a zero-G space battle. I think that was a cool idea. Yeah, and they're all looking at, at Roper like, what the heck are they doing? Like, that's crazy. <laughs> yes, just she just run and jumps off the ship in space. So that was cool. I mean, she did have a suit on, so let's not start thinking, oh, she can't survive in space. And then kind of the other, kind of the biggest thing, and I don't even know if it's connected, but it just randomly mentions that Padron Ruper takes a compass from the Jedi archives on Betu, and they give it to Das, and Das is. Um, like you said, the kid that's in it, but Das has a close connection. Das's family, his name's Das Lethbrook. They have a close connection to the Santecas. And it's really weird that they just specifically mention, but never go back to it, that Pateron Rupert gives Das a compass from the Jedi that is able to track places. And if we remember in The Last Jedi and in the Battlefront game, Battlefront, yeah. Luke has a star compass that he uses to find Octu. So, and that's it. It just says, oh, and they give the compass to Das. And I was like, why did you write multiple paragraphs about Rupert taking the compass and then giving it to Das and then never talking about the compass again? So, and they literally call it a Jedi compass. And that's exactly what they call it in the Battlefront games and what is called in like the visual guide to The Last Jedi. So I just thought that was interesting. We may have a backstory Hmm. on the compass that Luke Skywalker has. So, somewhat of a backstory that it came from the Batu Jedi archives was taken by a Padawan because it calls to her and they give it to a San, you know, a person who's not a Santeca, but they're with the Santecas. And now Luke has a giant friendship with lore Santeca. So it's just, just nice connective dots that people could attach that maybe not mean a lot, but any connectivity in star Wars, I think is interesting, especially with all the time you spend in all these books. It's like, give me something that connects. So overall, I don't know what you guys thought of Planet X. I guess it's really just for Ricky, since uh, <laughs> no, it, it was okay. it was fine. But yeah, I was a little disappointed that they didn't actually get to Planet X. Once I got to like a third of the book, I'm like, yeah, they're not getting there. <laughs> yeah. Like they Which, they started going to another direction, but yeah, because Path of Vengeance covers it very heavily, which is cool. But it yeah. is weird. The adventure of the book is to go there, not get there, go and come back. So it's. Uh, so would you say my spoiler warning for it was relevant or was I over was I over cautious with it? <laughs> Maybe yours a little bit, but I definitely say by chapter 30, it straight up says, oh, this ends and this happens yeah. and all that happens. And here's where they all go. And I'm like, whoa. And I get relatively angry on Reddit um where people are like, well, I don't think it really spoils it. It's like the first book straight up says. The war is over. And phase one, the way it went, especially Path of Deceit, I felt like it could go anywhere because so many Jedi died and the main characters died in that book. So you're like, man, they could do anything in phase two just to shock us. So I was ready for a big shock for um, Convergence, the adult book for phase for Mm. wave one. 
And then this freaking middle grade wave one book just says, peace treaty signed, everyone's happy. So I read the whole book. And that's exactly what happened in phase two. People are like, oh, no, no, no. You can read the middle grade book first. And no, it straight up says the war's over. And spoiler alert for what we're going to talk about, all the path of the open hand members just go into space and the gaze electric. And I was like, well, I guess I don't have to worry about anything Brent, because everything do you remember who, the, who was the Jedi that they met up with on the ship um, when they got there to start doing the beacons? Was it Salandra? I don't remember. Yeah, because talk about wanting to train with the shield again. Yeah, see, that's that was a, that's what I thought was a spoiler because of the other book and Salander's in it. That's why I was like, well, how, you didn't even know she was going to be there during that other book, and then she kind of just pops in. You know, I, just, I my my whole thing was them like doing the battle of Donna, and then like you when I read the other book that came out before this, I didn't know there was any other Jedi there, so I thought that was a spoiler to me that everyone oh. else was there. You know, a lot of Jedi showed up, and she's one of them, so that's about it. Yeah. Yeah, but like I like when I read the the what was the other one that actually did it? Um, the main book called the Dolan. Cataclysm. Cataclysm. Yeah, I had no idea there was any other Jedi there, so that's why like when I was reading that book, I was like, oh, they were still in, like, what's up with these other people? So when that book started talking about like, like oh, they ran into this person. There's a whole bunch of people in space surrounding the planet. Like that, I thought the whole knowing everybody was out in space was a um, spoiler to me. So okay. So yeah, that was that was my reason for caution. <laughs> fine to be cautious. I did stop and I just switched over to cataclysm. So, but then I guess on to cataclysm. So I guess in short, on cataclysm, um, it's about the mother who runs the path of the open hand, and she wants the battle between Irem and Arona to continue, just to create chaos for the Jedi. And if anybody remembers, Convergence probably easily jumped up into my top five of any High Republic books. I loved Convergence. So reading Convergence and Cataclysm back-to-back, because they're barely a couple weeks, maybe a month apart, um, reading those back-to-back is a great story. And this is like the meat and potatoes, where Path of Vengeance technically closes out everything. This is the big battles. And I gotta say, Cataclysm is pretty violent for Star Wars. Like, people get burned by acid, they get stabbed in the leg, one character breaks his, they straight up say he breaks his femur, so I guess even the Star Wars is killed, still call the femur. So, um, People get, like, limbs chopped off. Lots of Jedi turn to ash. So Cataclysm is loaded with action. Um, I wouldn't rank it as high as Convergence, because Convergence almost had, like, a love story with it, too, and I like that sort of stuff. Um, But a lot of battle in Cataclysm, and that's pretty much the main thing. It's This is the meat and potatoes where they go to Dolna, they have the big battle. So if you want to read a book with a big battle and, like, the outcome of that, it's like, I definitely recommend this. Um, and the also the big note is it has a ton of yaddle in this. So from everyone's favorite other Yoda species, Which yaddle she is in seems this. very very old in this book. And then when you watch the Tales of Jedi, she's like kind of spry and running around. So well, I don't know. I think they wrote her too old for this book, especially the audio book. Like when I listened to it, like they made her sound like a, you know, she was on her last leg. So <laughs> if you recall, they straight up say, and this is a very thing, a big thing that I noted. That Yaddle is around 200 years mm. old at this point of the story, where I think Yoda is like 500 years old around this, mm. uh, and Yaddle is 200. So Yaddle is like decades younger than Yoda um, at this point. But yeah, she's definitely still written like wizened, but realistically, she's in her 20s. No, in, you know, in the book, she's like, okay, child, come here, let's go here, hide here in this bush. Like she's that's how she talks in the whole book. So I'm like. 
Yeah. Oh, that's she's, also got, she's also got some of the worst child to look after in the world. Yes. Yes. Was, and that was a thing. That, that was some of the notes that I wrote about this book. Where it's there's not a lot of notes on it. Where, like I said, it's just. And I'll cover the ending here in a moment. But it was a really big battle book. So I hundred percent recommend recommend uh, Convergence and Cataclysm back to back because they are great together like just great i mean there's suicide bombings like on the moon with bioweapons there's people blowing each other up mm. uh, and again i love the love story aspect and there was less of that there was heavy focus on yaddle in this book where she had multiple chapters designated to her uh we're fan we're the two characters from iron man aroma fan two and ziri like fan two pushes ziri out of the way and takes a knife so that type of sacrifice thing he doesn't die but he takes like a big damage to it um, is really good, and that's why I like these books. Just great characters from Gela and Axel. Uh, Axel yeah, and Benoit. And um, even crazy one-off characters like Kenny of the Night Clan, where he makes this big deal that he's Kenny of the Night Clan here to rescue the day. And oh, then you should have heard that guy's voice on the book. <laughs> really? yeah. I, these are all read. I didn't listen to any of these audiobooks, yeah. which I'm around to, but it's just funny. These characters are written really good. Like this book is just good all around together. So if you want a lot of Yaddle, this is definitely a recommendation for that book. I, um, I did enjoy all the stuff with, with Axel, with like his mom and everything. Um, you know, like the relationship yep. he had between the mother and his, uh, and his actual mother, you know? Yeah. He's just a good character where he feels like he needs to be evil. And Benoit is, um, and I don't know how they pronounce it in the book, but I pronounce it as Benoit since I read it in the audio drama. He's, I don't know. I think he's a bit like uh, Scott. Benoit? He's a bit like Scott from like uh, Austin Powers, and the Dr. Evil's son. Not quite evil enough. Yeah. Sort of uh, quasi-evil, semi-evil. Uh, <laughs> I think it was Benot in the book they called him. Oh, Benot. For some reason, I kept thinking of him as a shark, but I don't know why. But uh, Yeah, me too. I, don't, I always had him. I think it's the voice he gave him at the start, and I always, I always envisaged. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, he told me that. Yeah. Doing like a shark, <laughs> yeah, well, shark he... face kind of thing. But I don't think he did anything like that because he appears in one of the comics, I think. Mm. You know, thingy and stuff. It's, another shark. it's like another Mary Allen, so he has all the tendrils, so he might be another water species. Mm. But, hmm. but yeah, Axel's just a great written character. Um, Chancellor Greylock steps down, so. Uh, actually, one of my great combo breaks up in space, but yeah, I won't cover like a big part of the story because I know we're moving along pretty quickly already. Um, it's, oh, also another... good, it's also a good effort for not to bring your 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 child to work. Um, yeah, Yaddle and Sipa again. I don't know how it's pronounced, but it's C I P P A. Hmm. So I pronounce it Sipa. Sipa uh, is yeah. it Sipa? Yeah. So Sipa, yeah, yeah. yeah, Yaddle and Sipa was really funny just because Sipa's like this. I love the force and I want to keep using these powers and I want to help and I want to help. And Yaddle's just like, sit down and shut up type of thing. <laughs> yeah. Throws people around. She like scares She's these like, guards. Yeah. Like the guards are... <laughs> yeah. So she seems like she wants to help. But again, she's a kid and she doesn't realize how extremely powerful she is. So that was just great character stuff. Um, oh, let's see. Some of the other important notes that I had just for a little bit. Enya, so there's a Padawan. I think it was Padawan or she just came a knight, Enya. I like that she notes that she picks up a lightsaber and it feels heavy to her. So I like the idea that the High Republic is pushing, and even more in a lot of Star Wars, that it's the crystal that chooses you type of thing. And 
anytime someone picks up like another sable and that the new canon had made that you have to break the crystal and able to turn it red you have to you know put all your hate into it you have to bend it to your will because the crystal doesn't want to work with you you have to force it type of thing so i love the idea that kyber is as they said literally living crystal where it connects with people and Oh, and this was kind of weird. How the, it almost feels like these chapters split up. A lot of nameless show up, and I was like, well, "Where did these come from?" Well, yeah, I was Ven- confused about that too. <laughs> yeah, confusion with these stories. They are so intertwined. I almost need like a cut where it like breaks up chapters of the book type of thing. That was um, in the comics, it, it was really it? odd the way they did, like they gave you like aspects of the story and different things, which is, I mean, now reading having read all of them, it's like okay, it all fits together. But like at the time, I'm like, I'm like, well, why do they have all these nameless? <laughs> yeah, I was like, where did that come from? So um they did have mm. a really cool power move in this one where Yoda and Yaddle team up, and I love when they do stuff like that. And they made it sound super epic, like epic, like Yaddle lifts up tons of dirt and clay to try to save people, and then Yoda lifts up moving water to get people out. So it's like I see this huge battle where they do things people don't see, like Yaddle lifts up this building size you know thing of clay yoda is able to capture moving water into like an orb and like throw it out of the way just to save people and it's to see those in my mind see those two team up was just really cool when you have big epic star wars moments like that and then i guess the big note because everyone always asks like well if yoda's around why doesn't he just tell everyone about the nameless at the end of the book it mentions that yoda and master creighton's son and Yoda apparently has, and that's the other thing, where there's a lot of open-ended still notes on Phase 2, where even Yoda says he's aware of the Nameless even before this. He's like, oh yeah, yeah. they're a threat. I know about them. And it's like, well, wait, 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 wait. Where's that story? Where an even younger Yoda meets, I guess, Planet X and all these Nameless and all the Shri Karai and apparently does something and he's aware of them. And even Yoda's like, Listen, this is a threat to the Jedi. We cannot get involved in this. And this said that Yoda and Creighton's son will keep this secret and then they won't put it in the Jedi archives because they're worried that if Jedi find out there's a creature that will turn you to ash and suck away your life force, fear will spread amongst the Order. So they straight up say, we're just going to keep it secret, keep it safe. And I was like, well, okay, I mean, maybe we'll find yeah, out. Yeah, kind of like, let's sleep this under the rug so no one finds out. Like... Like, well, that's convenient for phase one. <laughs> yeah, phase three has a lot of shoes to fill here because phase two didn't fill in a lot of stuff. Mm. So, and then the last book that should be that actually, so I would start with the adult book Cataclysm. And yeah. Then X. I, honestly, uh, I was going to save it for later. You don't even have to read Planet X. You can just skip both. You really middle don't. Books because, and I recommend the middle grade books for phase one. I always get mad at people when they say, just skip the kitty books. I'm like, no, man. It has Vernestra. It has these big battles. Especially now, Vernestra is more important than ever with Acolyte coming up. Like, you can't skip this stuff. And it talks about Dalna, which is all phase two. Well, now I'm like, uh, phase two middle grades? Don't even bother. I mean, it's a kid's book. If you want just more Star Wars stories, cool. But it has no effect at all on any of phase two of the stuff that they cover. And I'm like, this is totally unconnected stories, man. So I, I was kind of upset with the middle grade books, but they're good middle grade books. But phase one middle grade books were good stories. So it's like, okay. So yeah, many, there was only, what, three books for this phase? Uh, there was two. Yeah, there's two waves for phase two. 
So it's Cataclysm, and then uh, what's the next one? Path of Vengeance. Path of Vengeance. Yeah, I could not remember that. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's the final, and really, the, those are like the young adult books are just as important, just as much so as the adult books. So Path of Vengeance, and again, this one is also revolves around the battle. Um, it goes a lot into the battle, but this revolves around. It finally gives the backstory of the mother. It follows the Rose uh, and Marta and Yana and how they split up, you know, and to go their separate ways. And it follows other people like uh, a Jedi named Olivia. It follows um, Maddie, which is from the comics, which the High Republic Phase 2 comic was okay. And I got to say, Path of Vengeance 100% spoiled the comic for me because there's two issues left to go. And it spoiled it 100%. And I was pretty upset because the last two issues were bangers, man. Like, Jedi Vilder takes I, I, I haven't even looked at any of the comics. Dude, yeah, Vilder Mac takes an old gauntlet from the Sith and fights the leveler, like, barehanded. I'm like, yeah! It's 100% spoiled in Path of Vengeance. So I was like, oh, man, that's a real bummer. So, but a lot of cool things still happen in the comics, which I won't cover. But Path of Vengeance, in short, is more battles. But the big meat and potatoes for it is really Planet X. I loved the thing of Planet X. Where it's like a live, pretty much a living planet. Everything, they have to pass through water and space to get to the planet. Like miles of water yeah, and space. Yeah, they have like a shield grounded, right? The veil. Veil, that's what's called the veil. Water. Yeah, it's not really water, but they call it, it's like water. So it has the shield that hides from everybody. That's where the nameless are all from. They come from crystal eggs. The planet heals and almost gives everybody the ability to connect to the Force because Marta Rowe is like, so this is what it's like to be a Jedi. You feel the plants. You feel the life. You feel people's love and you feel their hate. So I love the deeper look of Planet X, which is cool overall. Well, and then when they were going in, it was possessing the Force-sensitive dude to tell them all, like, you're going to die and you're going to be eaten. Like, So so was it... The planet was trying to protect itself from force users. Yeah, it seems right. like the whole planet is just they called it a nexus in the force. And we've heard that before, I think, in Clone Wars. It's like a nexus point where the force just merges everywhere, but also hates the force at the same time. So any force users that show up on the planet, it pretty much tries to kill them and make them go crazy. So even though one of the people that are there has some force abilities, but he goes crazy, too. So, and that just teases that the Shri Karai, the Leveler, the Nameless, which are all pretty much the same thing, um, come from the planet and they just eat the Force. So it's a really cool villain for the Jedi. It's something they can't fight type of thing. But Yoda apparently has previous knowledge of, and he wasn't in Phase 1. He was taken off the board the whole time, and now he's back. So it's like, man, something big's got to happen in Phase 3. Um but so the big thing that's kind of revealed, and this is kind of my problem with Path of Vengeance. Like I said, it's all a big, all a big battle. Lots more good stuff. Not as good as the adult stuff. But we finally get the same. Was it the same author as the first one as Path of Vengeance? Or was it different? No, I think they're all different. They just kind of had like different authors. Hmm. So um, and at the end of this, all the nameless except the leveler were killed. Um, one of the Jedi goes crazy and he writes the poem of the Shri Karai that we hear from like Rising. Oh, Star. yeah, yeah, the song, the lullaby thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the big thing is revealed is that the mother is actually force sensitive 
And her sister is Olivia, who's in the Jedi Order, who's a knight in the Jedi Order, which for me was spoiled in the comics because mm. right away said, oh, both their last names are Zevron. They're related. So it's been spoiled for me. It feels like it would have been a big thing. But it's like, OK, the whole time I was like, Olivia's acting like a jerk because she knows it's her sister. And then it feels like a total cop out at the end because it reveals the mother's motives for hating the Jedi, for creating the path of the open hand, which eventually leads to the Nile that hate the Jedi. But the mother's reason for hating the Jedi is because she wasn't picked to be a yeah, Jedi. She was left behind. Yeah. yeah. She has the ability, the force ability to influence others. That's why I remember I mentioned this in phase one. I was like, the mother has to be force sensitive because sunshine Dobbs like falls in love with her every time he's around her. Everyone listens to her at her mirror's whim. But Olivia is could move things, could jump around. So something the Jedi felt like a was a better thing to take. So they took um Olivia and trainer and Jedi, but the mother was jealous because it's like, I'm just as strong and I should have been picked. So I hate the Jedi now, even though I have force abilities. I'm like, dude, this is the dumbest thing. Did they explain why the leveler didn't attack her, like, right away? Um, I think because she had the rod the entire time, didn't she? Not the not in the first wave, when they when they first got it. She had the egg, and then it hatched. Like, I don't know. It was slowly feeding off her, because remember it revealed that her arm yeah, was... Yeah, she was actually... dying, yeah. yeah Which so was it's... funny, because in the other, in uh, Cataclysm, it did say that when uh, Axel saw her again, that she looked old, you know? So like, I picked it up relatively soon. I was like, well, she definitely has force powers because she keeps getting weaker and older and older. And I was like, yeah, she's this thing's definitely slowly trickling her power type of thing, sucking it off. So but yeah, still the overall, that's your main thing. It's like I wasn't picked. I'm like, oh, really? That's I feel like they did that in something else. Like, didn't wasn't that another storyline in somewhere else where like they didn't they were angry because they didn't take them? It's a cliche in a ton of movies, man. Yeah. I don't know. But... <laughs> I don't know. I was so, like, yeah. So was it really all... a twist in the I felt like I missed like not reading the comic books and you know like you said it spoiled it for you in the comics but reading it not knowing any of that stuff I felt like it should have been more climactic in the book and it was kind of like oh yeah it's her sister oh okay and it was kind of like you know not a big deal because remember you know? steps forward and she's like that's the ability from our family dun 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 into the chapter and I was like and then the the characters like oh I thought they looked alike you know <laughs> yeah right. So, um, let's see where it goes off. They yeah, talk I, feel about... like it, it, I feel like it was a big reveal that wasn't really a big reveal if you're only reading the books. Because I, I feel like probably the comics probably led up to it a little bit better, you know? No, not really. It no? just, the sense oh. is Olivia sees the mother in the crowd on Jetta, And it, like, zooms in. And the whole fandom is like, why is Olivia staring at this lady? I don't even know it was the mother, you know, because they're just two generic characters. I was like, why are they staring at the mother? It didn't even say it was the mother. They're just like, that's the mother. But it was a YouTube video that said her name is, um, I forget her name, Alicia Zeveron. A YouTube video that says, the path of the open hand is run by Alicia Zeveron. But it never says her name in in any of the novels. She doesn't say the mother is Was this one of the YouTube videos from the the High Republic, the Star Wars official ones? Or was this somebody? Yep, yep, yep. It was Uh, an official Star Wars video. That's why I don't watch those. <laughs> yeah, this great up Well, it just says Alicia Zeveron, and that's it. Well, then the comics like, oh, this is Jedi Olivia Zeveron, and people were like, whoa, 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 they're both named Zeveron, they're related, right? And one of them thought that was her mother, and that was her child because it really doesn't give their ages. 
but they're both like, no, 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 they're sisters. And she's upset she wasn't picked. And I was like, really, dude? So, uh, yeah, I, I was, um, well, apart from when I found the um, sort of the last third of Path of Vengeance rather a bit messy and choppy. It chopped around so much. And I think it chopped around a bit too much. But Mar- uh, Marta was flip floppy the whole time. Like, is she good? Is she bad? Is she good? Is she bad? You know, well, it was, well, it wasn't, it wasn't so much that yet. I mean, Marta, I've never really figured out. I think she's just a really complicated character as well. I'm going to go down the line of because because she just seems to change um, every page, doesn't she? Um, so I'm trying not to go into that. I think she's just a complicated person trying to figure herself out. Uh, but I meant, I meant chopped around in terms of uh, it, especially the last couple of chapters. It just chopped around in time, chopped around in who it's concentrating on. Yeah, uh, one paragraph was one bit, and the next paragraph had jumped at another you know, a bit to someone else. I think it lacked a um, it lacked a conclusion, and like you like you just said, Ricky, it lacked a climatic conclusion. I found the I found the whole mother thing, which we've been building up to for the whole thing, fell a bit flat for me, kind of because most of us have kind of worked out where it was going. But even when it got to that point, it didn't really have the. Uh, it wasn't quite like you know suddenly. Um, uh, Palpatine is revealed to be um, a dark. And I, and I think it might have been. It just, it just didn't really. It might be because that. like each of the books covered the same plot and story. Like you know, you, you're just watching the battle from like three different views. So it's like I think like that's why this book at the end, it's like eh, okay, we really knew the battle ended. You know. Yeah, and I think the the whole yeah that what Ryan says oh I didn't get picked sort of thing and, and stuff just yeah. didn't really didn't really it was like well and that's your reason for all this it doesn't really feel like it was um, quite the quite the backstory to explain it all away and it kind of got explained away quite casually considering everything that had gone on um, so I was a little bit. I want to say there's no, I mean, as it is with a lot of these things, it's a bit like with Lost to go on that, as I always go into Lost, uh, sometimes the answers aren't as interesting as the puzzle or the uh, or the secret. And it might just be a case of this where it just wasn't never going to be as interesting as the uh, the whole debate about what was going on in the first place. And we just have to accept that. But it was kind well, of what thinking happened of to her at the thing. end. I, I can't even remember what happened with the mother. Did she die? Have... She died. She had the leavener on her, didn't oh, okay. she? So the way it ends is that Marta still has the Rod oh, of Sins, yeah. and she has the Leveler. And she gets mad at the mother because she's like, you did all this for that. And she just, and they're kind of hid away. The mother's all beat up or whatever. And she just sticks the Leveler on the mother, and the mother dies. So that's All the, the Jedi are standing around <laughs> in other tents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and then Marta takes the gaze electric. So, obviously, that's uh, Markian's family line right there. Mm. Takes the gaze electric into space. I mean, I guess she just has to meet another male Everini or several male Everini type of thing because her Markian's grandmother's name isn't Marta, as far as I remember. So, you got a lot of family here to pass. And then Yana Roe, Marta's cousin, takes, she has the rod of daybreak. So she has a rod of daybreak and she just leaves the planet to go settle somewhere else type of thing. Mm. So, and then if you recall in one paragraph in the very first book of phase two wave one, they mentioned there's actually three pieces to the rod. There's the missing, the rod of ages still. So I find it really weird that they mentioned that the path is looking for three parts of the rod daybreak seasons and Asians and ages seasons and daybreak is what totally controls the leveler 
or I guess you can call it any of the Shriekarai, because they, they can control armies of them. But the Ages is never brought up again, and they're like, we want the set. So I'm almost wondering if, because remember, Yoda and the other dude left and got lost during phase one. They went after something. So I'm wondering, is this the Rod of Ages? Maybe they come back with the Rod of Ages, and it's like the antithesis to something else? Like, it's Maybe weird. Maybe can kill the level? I don't know. Yeah, so Rod, I'm hoping, and again, this is the problem with getting excited about Phase 3. There's so many little things, like, what does Yoda know about the Nameless, the Shri Karai? What, you know, you don't bring up something like the Rod of Ages and then never mention it again in Phase 2. So does that mean they're saving it for Phase 3? And that was the backstory? No one just knows where it's at? Simple as that? type of thing so and there's still a lot of dots to be joined up isn't it? i yeah. was kind of expecting the dots to be joined up a little bit more than this and i remember i need to read that final chapter again this, this is it to... for this wave right we're not going to go back to martyr or anybody well, well no we're but... not we will i think we will in flashbacks well that's what i'm saying they will, like, they will join up exactly how we get from this it's bit. gonna be odd that yeah. thing got that bit but well, it might just be in in yeah little flashbacks or just for the same things i don't think so it's just Marta goes off, they have the gaze electric, they start the path, they keep expanding <clears throat> for the next 150 years, it does whatever, and then Markion Road takes over. That's it. When, when Markion goes back to his planet, wherever that is, and then he runs it, was, was his cousin that was guiding him to that cave to go find the leveler? Yeah, they right? said they were cousins. So. The one, the cousin could be from Yana's, you know, family, and Markion came from Marta. You know, like it. I, I agree. The, yeah, because because you know, uh, Yana also had that that baby which they gave them that uh name which they named for oh the yeah that's right. which is quite important um if i've got <laughs> the name mary Senteco. yeah yeah so was, uh, wait that was the baby it's yes. not Bart, it's not yana's baby it's no. friend shea's baby so shea was just like a a tactician or whatever that was working with her her husband mm -hmm. died when they tried to escaping planet x he blew up in yeah. another ship and she's like, oh, by the way, I'm pregnant. If it's a boy, I'm going to name it Blah. And if it's a girl, I'm going to name it Mary. And it's like, oh. And then she also revealed, oh, I'm actually a Santeca, but I don't go by Santeca. I missed that part. I, I didn't I didn't hear the Santeca part. Huh. Okay. Yeah, so that was supposed to be Mary. Okay. I didn't, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So Mary a is a big reveal I missed. <laughs> so it would reveal that Mary Santeca was about 150 years old, which is, well, I was like, hey, we, there's no way they'd bring up Mary is from the past. And not bring her up, and they brought her up at the very end that she's just about to be born. So wow. type of thing. So and obviously they're with Yana. So Mary Senteca has a history with a row of Yana Row. Um, so it's it's just weird how. But well, that's that, how they would know about her, I guess, and her abilities with the finding path. Hmm. Yeah, but you did bring up the start of Rising Storm is Mark Yana Row going to an ice planet and getting the leveler by his cousin type of thing. So. It's like, well, what the heck happened to the leveler? How did it end up locked mm. in or locked in a cave? Nice, yeah. I'm hoping that gets some sort of backstory so we may see something like Marta again, but Marta straight up left with the pet at her feet sitting on a throne of the gaze electric, flying into space type of thing. It's like, whoa, like how do we well, get from apparently here? did didn't do anything to attack the Jedi because no one even knows about it when phase, you know, one was about. So yeah, it's weird. No no. Yeah, so huh. it's uh, a lot phase of fill, three, fill in. Phase three's got a bit like a lot of boxes to check and fill. 
And I'm trying to hold back my excitement because I'm like, okay, I want to know about ages. I want to know about the leveler type of thing. Yoda knows something about this species. So this is going to be like Yoda heavy type of thing. And Yoda was taken out of phase one and now he's in for phase three. And it's like, you know, in Avar's in for phase three, Avar was taken out of phase one and putting into phase three because you took out the some of the strongest Jedi of that time. You took them out for phase one. So the so the villains can gain a foothold and become stronger. Well, now you're bringing the two strong ones back, and it's like, well, we're gonna have some like throwdowns, man. Like this is gonna be nuts, and it's gonna be three waves again. The next book doesn't come out till November, so that's how long we have. The next main story doesn't come out till November, so uh, it definitely helped tease it a little bit. But overall, Phase Two, you know, they're good standalone stories like Convergence and Cataclysm are amazing great war story great romeo and juliet story um but as a whole i'm like do i need phase two like however depending on phase three fit like however that falls out i I don't even know if i'll recommend people to read phase two like yeah you can if you want but if you want the meat and potatoes you want the main story just fix to one and three type of thing so and I hope it doesn't turn out like that because I don't like being negative like that because it's still a good stories, but it's really confusing and cluttered. And the mother's reason was like fell flat for me. Axel Greylark had a great reason to hate the Jedi. The Jedi didn't save his dad type of thing. They saved him. So he's like the classic thing. It's like, why'd you save me? You should have saved him. So that's the reason I could see someone not liking the Jedi. Turning. Hmm. Being a, you know, being a pick me is not a reason to hate the Jedi. Like, like it's drives me nuts. So it's like, that's the reason. And, and I'm trying not to harp on it too much. Cause there's a lot of good character growth and stuff, but I'm just like, that's it. Like, and you've seen it coming a mile away too. I'm like, that's it. Okay. I think if they spent a bit longer on that, it might've made a bit more sense, but they just sort of skipped through it. So quickly. Um, I- Let's just say I'm happy there's not a phase three, a wave three for this phase. I'm just, I'm happy to just get on to the next one. There's a lot of good books coming out. There's a new Inquisitor book coming out in July. Mm. That's good. You know, there's an anthology coming out in September for the High Republic that covers a lot of new stories, like one-off. So the High Republic has still got me super hyped. Um, Phase two, just not as much as phase one, unfortunately. Yep. I think that's probably a good summary for it really not really much more to, to add to it i think uh there was some like you said there's some really good stories uh, uh the first one um path of deceit uh convergence and uh Katanism, they were good books in themselves i think um the battle of jedi was a bit it was all right it was good it's just a bit so much happening to uh to really take in um and everything else has just seemed to have uh... it's, it's almost like pick one either you read path of deceit and path of vengeance or you yeah. read cataclysm and or convergence and cataclysm you know without like, the other it seems like you're missing it like path of vengeance barely had any of the battle i was shocked the battle yeah. was made in chapter when in cataclysm it was like almost two-thirds of the book was this war yeah it was like, the it whole was, war yeah. buildings were collapsing like at one point, they said the mother put old people in the houses on the surface mm-hmm. so the people would get bombed first, and then they would blame the Jedi. And it's straight up brought up in the book that Crichton's son is like, if these old people die, they're going to blame the Jedi. He's, they're like, we can't battle the path and save the path killing their own people at the same so, time. 
Yeah, so I was expecting something a bit different because I think in phase one, didn't they say something like that the people of Dalna really hate the Jedi? Yeah. Don't uh, trust this, Yeah, but this didn't seem like enough of a because they actually help the people who have yeah. help in this battle. It didn't see, this didn't seem like enough of a big thing for this kind of great big it seemed like a great big um thing in, in phase one that the people down don't really like the Jedi at all. There's this big thing happened in the past. They have very good reason for not liking the Jedi and all this kind of stuff. This didn't seem like well, this was it. It's that classic story of the spread of misinformation. You had this big battle on your planet between this cult and the Jedi, and they blame both of them. But the cult really, you know, Path of the Open Hand isn't around anymore, even though they're called the Nile. They don't really know that, but um, some do. But but the Jedi is still around. So all you, they flash back as to is like, yeah, the big battle that the Jedi were involved in. It's like they were trying to save you. You know, they hated us. They drew us into this battle. They're trying but to poison the- everybody. <laughs> Yeah, they're trying to blow up a planet, yeah. you know, trying to poison entire water. We had to come to this planet. We didn't ask for them to make battle droids and blow us up and shoot us out of the sky and turn people to ash. That's not us. That's them. But they're like, yeah, well, you were there, too. And it's like freaking country bumpkins, like whatever. The, the kid that was in the Vernestra book, wasn't he? he was from Dalna, right? And then yeah. they were trained as warriors, right? Isn't that Dalna's reputation now in the, in the current timeline? No, I, Still relatively kind of a backwater, very small mm. plan, you know, type of thing. Um, they still call it of night the night of sorrows. Um, and it was it was a big battle on their little planet type of thing. So um like I said you do get that backstory there to that. Right. Well I think we pretty much Yeah, go, that's go, that's go, I, go over it. There's a it's, it's kind of the thing, is there's, there's a lot and there's not a lot. That's all um, yeah. In, in <laughs> phase two. It's a it's a really strange um, phase. The smallest uh, conversation was the story. I'm like, well, the story is there's a battle. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a battle, but uh, here's some of the meat and potatoes that help you with phase one. And that's all. I just wanted some phase one information, and I did get something. Yes. Yeah, I'd say it did give it some backstory. I mean, uh, yeah, I think, well, the proof would be in when we get into phase three, and probably when the whole thing's done, we'll, we'll spare it exactly what be a how much this phase two meant. In the in the grand scheme of things, I kind of have a got to have a faith in the authors that they felt that this was the way to go. Um, and I mean, phase three feels like it's bigger. This phase two feels like it's quite small. I mean, not I mean story, but in terms of books and stuff. In scope, yeah. Um, yeah phase three seems to have a lot more books in it. Yeah, phase two didn't answer enough of my questions, so that just puts more weight on the shoulders of phase three, where it's like, you got a lot of stuff to carry phase three, I'm expecting a lot out of you, and I'm happy about it, but it's like, ooh boy, yeah, I, I mean, I hope you close it out all right, and it's, I get it, we're still going to lead to new hope, you know, we're still going to lead to Phantom Menace, so, but I just want to see, not everything revolves around 9-11, there was battles before 9-11, and they all have big moments that can relate to everything. Mm-hmm. What? All right, book nerds, let's get the other people involved in this. Let's get it Okay, well, uh, Ron and Tony have been very patient as we've uh, discussed um, uh, the high. They're taking naps. Basically, yeah, well, yeah, I think Tony's probably going, oh, I don't know, I'm still going to get back through the first book yet. Um, but I, I highly recommend getting through the first book, especially the first phase and stuff. Uh, is it's very much worth the time and effort um, spent into it. Phase two, yeah, well, yeah, when we get time. 
but uh, we shall see. Bernio, as well, as we talked about that a bit longer than I thought it was going to, so we thought it was going to be a quite bit quiet on on the Western Front uh, this month. So we had in um, added some extra things to discuss, and uh, I'm going to blame Ryan because the the whole what if um, conversation was your <laughs> idea, and as a starter for ten for this idea of what if. As in, what if this happened, or what of this happened in the Star Wars universe? Actually, it was Ryan's. Ryan went first on this one, and the idea was going back to I can't, can't try to think in my head now. Uh, the Phantom Menace, when uh, Qui Gon took a took a blade to the body, and that's a whole other debate. That that was a big debate thing, couldn't we? How people stab the lightsabers, stuff like that. Um, so Qui Gon got it in, at the end of. Um, and the Phantom Menace by Darth Maul, <laughs> and he goes to uh, Obi-Wan, you train him, train him, you must train the boy, train him, and all that kind of stuff. And then uh, and we all know how Obi-Wan's job did, uh, how he did um, with Anakin, although Anakin actually absolves him of any blame at the end of it all. But uh, what if that uh, blow to the body by Darth Maul was all cauterized and uh, just all he had was a little hole you could see through, through his body, and he survived? And uh, Qui-Gon lived on and did train Anakin. Okay, so wait, so what would happen? So would, like, okay, because Obi-Wan's behind the partition. I just watched the movie yesterday. So he's behind the red partition thing, which I still don't understand how those work, but well, whatever. Let's just say that he beats Maul, regardless of he gets stabbed. Yeah, let's say Maul's, Maul's yeah. dies, actually, actually dies this time. Well, who let's kills say... Maul, though? Does Obi-Wan kill Maul, or does Qui-Gon Obi-Wan. kill Maul? Do they, they both hit him up, at the same time? Team up and kill him together. So, or, are we saying that Maul is absolutely dead. chopped in several hundred pieces? Does that happen still? Not, he's not going to be resurrected with spider legs or anything like that. Because that's Obi Wan's move. He jumps over and shots yeah. him out because he does it to Anakin. So, like, instead of stabbing Qui Gon, and again, this is your what if. You can kind of do whatever you want. But the thing is, Qui Gon survives. Um, it's just if you if you want to say Maul is still cut in half and throw it on the hole, cool. You can still do that. So all the Maul stuff is still there. Right. Okay, and then so, so then uh, Obi Wan would become a knight, full on knight. Uh, well, yeah, because he would have to train somebody else, wouldn't he? Maybe he might have trained Ahsoka or something like that, because mm. um, he wouldn't have to train uh, Anakin. And says, "Whoops." Okay, just trying to think. Did did I've forgotten already? Did Qui Gon get permission to train Anakin before that? No, no, he didn't. So, so you guarantee he's... that he would have got permission. He wouldn't have, because the only reason Yoda agreed was because um, uh, Obi-Wan tells him, I promised Qui-Gon I'd train the boy. And he's like, okay, the council will let you do it, you know, because he died. The council also tells him, you can't train him because you already have a Padawan. And he's like, well, Obi-Wan is ready to be a knight. So so they can easily pick, okay, well, we'll train him to be a knight type of thing. That's true. Yeah, he probably could be persistent about it. But he told me, oh, just shadow me until Obi-Wan's gone, and you'll be my real... (laughs) Yeah, you think going from was... going from the books, like Obi Wan and uh, Qui Gon kind of didn't have the best relationship, you know. <laughs> so. I kind of feel that uh, Qui Gon get quite exasperated with Anakin. If it's anything like I'm going back to what we were just talking about in uh, the High Republic, Yaddle and uh, Sipia or stuff like that, I can imagine it'd be a bit like that. Qui Gon going, right? I thought this chap was the uh, the chosen one. He's an absolutely reckless mad and that kind of stuff. But maybe that might have been uh, reined Do you in. You think he would have put like too much pressure on Anakin the whole time? You know, how about this? Would Anakin still turn? Would he still turn? Well, he still knew he was this. 
who told him he, who told Anakin he was the chosen one? Oh, actually, um, um, Qui Gon told everyone you were the chosen one. Yeah, but so did he tell him there while while Anakin was standing in there? I don't remember. Hmm. I felt like, like he did. He tells, he tells Obi Wan he's the chosen one. You must train him and that kind of stuff, didn't he? And, yeah, uh, I'm sure figured out eventually as a teen. Even Obi Wan knew it. The Qui Gon brings it up to the council. I'm sure some Padawans eventually find out, and it's just a big whisper fest. Do you so, think? Yeah. Do you think maybe when uh, Anakin first goes to the Jedi Temple and there's like all these T-shirts being so- sold of him, his face on it, and number one and that kind of stuff on it, <laughs> that uh, he might have thought maybe maybe they'll all go gunning for me here. I think I'm going to be the next big thing. Um, yeah, the chosen one dot com is already um, somebody's already bought the domain. Because remember, Filoni mentioned, and this was a big thing during like the Mandalorian behind the scenes. Filoni mentioned like Duel of the Fates has a doom meaning. Like, if Qui Gon would have won, like that was it. It was the battle for Anakin's soul, is what they called Duel of the Fates. So, mm-hmm. and a lot of people say Anakin probably wouldn't have turned if Qui Gon was his master. But I highly disagree with that statement. So I have this all totally unfolded mauled nowhere in the picture that can just throw him in later. So a lot of people say, well, if Qui-Gon would have won, killed Maul and trained Anakin, Anakin would have never turned to the dark side. I totally disagree because I look, if anything, Anakin would have been stronger if Qui-Gon trained him because the only one that could stop Anakin was Qui-Gon was Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like Qui-Gon Jinn was not a master technician with a saber, but Obi-Wan is consistently rated one of the best Form 1 users in the history of the Jedi. He's a master of the defensive tactic, um, defensive in, you know, and in, in reversals. Qui-Gon is not. Qui-Gon is a historian. He's a, a crazy person that listens to Nostradamus type of thing. He's a good negotiator, but he's not Obi-Wan. So if you jump to the end, you got to think, eventually, to me, Anakin would still lose his mother. So he'd still get that dark side. You know, he'd still turn to the dark. He'd still hate and question the Jedi. Um, he'd still meet Palpatine because Palpatine is still the Chancellor type of thing. You don't he's think so, that Qui-Gon would have uh, let Anakin or they go back to rescue Shmi? Because he was having those visions for a while. And he's like, he blamed Obi-Wan because he couldn't go back. I think Qui-Gon would have just went, let's go, you know. Yeah, but he go didn't on. try to free Shmi anyway. Well, I mean, once he got Anakin, he's like, all right, peace out. Well, he died. So if he didn't die. Well, not when he took Anakin. I mean, he could have no. been like, you know what? Take them both. Slavery's not allowed. If you try to stop me from taking her, I'm going to slice your wings off. So, like, he could have eaten me if he wanted to. If he really wanted to. Well, why did they just have Padme go back and buy her? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, then they could have the freed her that way. Like, she was still a slave, man. So, and then what? What if? Uh, what would happen with Dooku though? Because like, you know, in episode so, two, Dooku tells, uh, "Well, Qui Gon believes in you know what I." You think Anakin and Qui Gon would have joined Dooku? <laughs> that, that honestly, that's part of my what if, where it's like Qui Gon and Dooku still have a very—I mean, they're master and Padawan, so they very have a, a close relationship. It's in several books that Qui-Gon doesn't trust the Jedi Council. He was yeah. asked to be a master on the council, and he denied it. Type of thing. He's like, no. And ultimately, Qui-Gon had a good point. He's like, I don't like the direction we're going with this war and we're getting too involved, where his point is valid. I will give him that. 
but you can't have the Jedi not get involved. You you can't let a war spread and the Jedi just sit back and be like, well, we're not going to do anything about it because we're not getting involved, even though we have magical powers. Like they they were forced into this war type of thing. Um, like, like in the High Republic. So you now have Anakin, who his teacher is a person who disagrees with the Jedi Council, who doesn't trust the Jedi Council. And Dooku would mm-hmm. probably still talk with Qui-Gon Jinn, and he straight up leaves the count, you know, leaves the Jedi. So now you have two influences, three if you count Palpatine on Anakin, where it's like you can't Palpatine says you can't trust the Jedi. Qui-Gon says he doesn't always agree with the Jedi and he might leave the order. And you have Dooku who straight up left the order. So he'd well, still meet a type we of thing. Know because- from the tales of the Jedi that one because um when he first encountered Maul in episode one when they on Tatooine and he went back and reported it to the temple when he asked him to train Anakin that uh, Dooku was already there erasing Kamino from the archives. So all that was already put in motion already. Right. Yeah. Dooku was so, already gone. Yeah. So that means they already had Sifo Dyas killed and they had already like erased Kamino and Qui-Gon was still alive. So if the whole reason, um, he fought with Yaddle and stuff, and he he was kind of debating whether or not he was doing the right thing. It was because he didn't want um, Qui Gon to get killed. He's like, you didn't have to have him kill Maul. So I wonder if that would have affected anything with Dooku too, if Qui Gon was still alive, if he would have been courting him and like, well, join us. You know, the Jedi are going too far. Blah blah blah. You know, and he'd already seen Dooku do plenty of dark side stuff throughout his training. So maybe seeing the same things in Anakin would trigger something i don't know it's it's weird like how lenient would qui-gon have been with anakin a lot of people say the death of qui-gon is what ruined anakin's life or qui-gon would have saved him and i think it's much worse because like i said you now have qui-gon that doesn't trust dooku left the order palpatine is a sith lord so of course he's still going to meet padme in my mind it's palpatine giving those um memories of padme dying you know, that puts the fear on It's Palpatine. Again, these are my opinions. Palpatine that manipulated the death of Shmi because he didn't know Anakin existed until episode one. So now he starts all these things. He's like, okay, well, now I want this kid. If there's a chosen one, I want him. So, you know what? I'm going to kill his mother. I'm going to give him all these nightmares. You know, he uses the sand people to kill his mother. He just manipulates things. You know, that's Palpatine's thing. So now when it comes to the end where it's time for only I can, because you saving Padme is still going to happen. Like, he still has the nightmares. There's only one way to save him, and it's the Jedi. Order 66 still happens, but instead of a big battle with Obi-Wan Kenobi, who's the opposite of Anakin in every way, Anakin is a master of uh, Form 6, I think I can't remember, but he's a master of the offensive form. Obi-Wan is a master of the defensive form, and he ended up winning. Like, that's what saved everybody. But if it was Qui-Gon then Anakin would have disposed of him easily, you know, or Qui-Gon would not have stopped him. I'm sure he would have been like, listen, I don't trust the Jedi, but this isn't the way. Only I can stop you. And then he tapes some glass Ooh, bottles. You could have had face. Dooku versus Qui-Gon. That would be a good duel. Dooku, been a good Dooku would have smoked him. Qui-Gon well, Jedi yeah, is, yeah. Yeah, is nowhere near their level. So now, in my mind of this what if, Anakin still turns to save Padme. He still chokes Padme. He easily dispatches Qui-Gon Jinn. And now he's fully gets his abilities where it's like 
he will soon be stronger than Palpatine because now that Star Wars is a universe that's been around for 40 years, Darth Vader, and I'll say it, Darth Vader is punk. Like, Darth Vader is strong in an era of weakness. Darth Vader is a joke compared to any any other Sith Lord. Any Sith Lord. It can be the guy who used to mop Darth Vigiat's floor. And Vader is weaker than that dude. Like, Vader has no arms. He can't use lightning. He has no legs. <laughs> he can't you know, do a bunch of crazy stuff. He's got asthma. Yeah, he's got (laughs) asthma. Darth Vader was a failure on the one, I guess uh, only a handful of failures of Palpatine. And one of those is Darth Vader. He was a throwaway character when compared to the bigger universe. Vader is a failure in every sense of the way. There's no way he would have taken Palpatine's position and Palpatine knew it. Even in legend comics, Palpatine's like, you know what? I'm going to have to clone myself. I'm 80. I really screwed up with Vader. So, like, but with Qui-Gon, you would have Anakin fully powered with all his limbs and ability to train in dark magic. And uh, and he would automatically, you know, he'd probably rule the galaxy for a lot. I mean, for a human, you know, longer than Palpatine. But because of Obi-Wan, because Maul won that fight, Obi-Wan became his master. And you got to think, Qui-Gon barely could train. um, He could barely train Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan, one of the calmest characters in the Star Wars universe. Qui-Gon Jinn could barely train him. He's like, oh, Obi-Wan just too crazy for me. And you could read the books Padawan and Master and Apprentice if you don't believe me. But it's like, he could barely control Obi-Wan. You really think Qui-Gon Jinn would have been able to control Anakin Skywalker? Obi-Wan Kenobi could barely control him. And it's like, you needed someone calm to bring Anakin down rather than being like, yeah, we don't trust the Jedi, do we? We don't trust the council. Like, it's this big, crazy thing where people, I I totally disagree with the statement where it's like, oh, if Qui-Gon lived, they would have defeated everyone together. No, no, they wouldn't. I think they both would have left the order. I I think, you know, they would have had, I don't think Dooku would have been pursuing Padme to kill her kind of thing and like you said none of that stuff probably would have happened with uh which me maybe but like i think like i don't i don't see um anakin and padme having a secret relationship when qui-gon's around i think he would have been wise to it and you know told him like well you know to choose your path and you know blah 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 it was wasn't it palpatine and again it's been a while since watched attack of the clones wasn't it palpatine that pretty much chose obi-wan and anakin to be padme because palpatine and padme are from the same planet so it's like, well, I yeah. want someone good. So, of course, Palpatine would choose this person that he's like, all right, I'm going to choose this apprentice because he knows they have a history. He wants them to fall for her. And he does type of thing. And then he can put these thoughts in his mind like, hey, this girl that saved you from slavery that you're now in love with, she might die. So to me, instead of assigning Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin, Palpatine would still assign Anakin, but Qui-Gon Jinn type of thing and they may leave the order because remember at one point in revenge of the sith padme says i think we're on the wrong side type of thing you know and he's you know and and with qui-gon there to influence him he doesn't trust the jedi council palpatine obviously is pushing him dooku left the order and the only thing holding them together is padme padme he still has the nightmares about padme his mother could still die from Palpatine manipulating things. But so if Qui Gon was was there still, 
you wouldn't have that relationship with Palpatine and Anakin anymore because he kind of filled Qui-Gon's role as an older man, you know? Um, you know, training him and teaching him, talking to him and stuff like that, that he couldn't do with Obi-Wan because they were kind of around the same age. You know what I mean? So his mentor became Palpatine because Qui-Gon was gone. So, like, would they still be close and would he still, like, be grooming well, him, basically, <laughs> to be a dark side user? I mean, even if they weren't in the Order, you could say, like, well, Palpatine and Dooku are still connected. And, you know, so you still have that through line. And they can just, even if Qui-Gon Jinn leaves the Order with Anakin, before or after, you know, before Attack of the Clones, you could still say something like, okay, well, it's still Palpatine that wants the involvement between Anakin and Padme. You know, he wants this ultimate, because the only way to have him turn against the Order was to lose you lose something you love, your mother. You're going to lose something else you love. There's only one way to stop it. Join the dark side. So in my eyes, Palpatine would still make all these connections. I, th- try- I think he would still try to kill Qui-Gon anyway the whole time so he can get Anakin. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you could do it like that. But it's nobody. The only one that could stop Anakin was Obi-Wan Kenobi. And <clears throat> that's exactly what happened, which ultimately led to the end of the Sith, where if it was Qui-Gon that trained him, you know, and then it just kind of makes you wonder if would Vader be redeemable if he was a fully powered Anakin Skywalker that was able to best Palpatine and then found out that he had twin kids. Like, would he turn away from the dark side? Would it be too late? For, that's a that's a whole nother long length discussion is, you know, then what would happen to his kids? But the duel of the fates discussion with Filoni sparked a huge thing across the Internet about the what if and. I honestly believe Dave Filoni is straight up wrong. I'll say it. I'm not like Dave Filoni is Dave Filoni. He makes a lot of great stuff, but he's wrong. If Qui-Gon Jinn would have trained Anakin, it would have been worse for the galaxy and the Jedi Order because instead of Vader hunting people down, you have Mr. Flips and stuff, Mr. Flips and Chips, Anakin Skywalker, wasting everybody, like destroying people left and right. Because like I said, Vader's a failure. So he's just not good at what he does. He's strong in an era of weakness. And I'll say that a hundred times over. It was always odd watching the OT and he didn't like try to assume power at all at any point. He was kind of like the lapdog to Tarkin, you know? Yeah, like it is weird and it's it's hard to connect. And every dots. other Sith is always like, I'm a Sith. I'm going to take over everybody, you know, I'm going to rule. But nah, he okay. was like, eh. That's <laughs> like, okay. my theory more that Palpatine knew Vader was a failure. So he's like, you listen to Tarkin now. Because the Death Star is what I care more about than you. Like, that was it. Like, his job was to run the Inquisitors, which ties in perfectly with the OT, and to get the Death Star. The Death Star was more important than Vader because Vader was a failed experiment. That's it. He was nowhere near as strong as Palpatine, even when Palpatine was in his 80s. But I think he did that just because he didn't really train Vader that much because he knew he had the potential to be, you know... I mean, because really, I mean, arms and legs, whatever, you don't need any of that stuff to be uh, use the force. You know, the, there's just Correct. food matter, you know, so you could still use powers. So which he did. So, I mean, I don't know if he could ever shoot lightning out of his hands because he's a robot, but, you know, he could still do things and do mind tricks and all that stuff. Shoot so light- well, he shoot lightning out of his toes, of his feet. So he didn't he have toes. Have hands. Only hands because it seems practical for us. He didn't I mean- have any feet. <laughs> oh, oh crap! He didn't. What about his teeth and his nose then? I mean, that'd be weird. 
Did he have an axe? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's only hands because that makes sense for us as human beings. But why cannot the force be shot out of anything? Any like chest, like a Care Bear? Like... Yeah, any office you uh, can think I mean, So, but the reason I that is because um, in the, it's a Legends books, but I think it's the, I think Dark Lords of the Sith or the Dark Lord trilogy, something. But I know specifically somewhere Palpatine specifically says to himself that because Anakin lost his arms, he would never be able to use Force Lightning, but he can be strong in other ways. Like mm. Palpatine specifically saying, you're never going to be able to use lightning, but you can choke people through a TV set. It's like, okay, cool. Do you, do you think um, Sith Lords can shoot lightning if it's raining? <laughs> I'm just, just thought. Hey, yeah, Yoda, Yoda could make it lightning from the sky. So, yeah. I, I mean, good themselves. And the Bendu could make a storm. Like, so. Sith Lords don't like their own lightning. I mean, uh, Palpatine dies from it three times, you know? Yes. Good he point, gets, yes. Let himself get burned. He gets thrown down a shaft, and then he gets disintegrated. So he, you know, he screws up three times with his force lightning uh, type of thing. So, And even in the Bane books, it talks about how horrible the lightning is. So if it's raining, they might be like, you know, this isn't the best idea. <laughs> you know? Luke, Luke gets shocked. Uh, nothing happens to him. I mean, that's never stopped a bad guy from an idea, as from a plan, is it? They think it's a bad idea. I mean, the, the, the crazier is the plan that either person has got, the more likely they are to do it, even if it, uh, even if it really fails. Uh, yeah. Well, it's always interesting to think about. We're not going to get time to talk about our big, but I think we're going to have, I think we're going to have a bit of a dry month next month anyway before Ahsoka starts. So we have a plenty of time to talk about Uh Yeah, it could be. And again, mini chlorine. I didn't think we were gonna reach it. I was like, "Boy, Stephen sure is getting hopeful here, talking about three topics." Well, oh, I also I, I thought it's gonna go. I thought it's gonna be quicker through the High Republic, but uh, I think the mini chlorine thing. I'm gonna do a bit of reading off and stuff like that for next time. I think that can be quite a. Because it was quite at the time before we had really had social media stuff and like that. Mini chlorine was a bit of a topic, wasn't it, at the time? And uh, George, I mean, they Lucas basically broke down the force into like science, which they shouldn't have done. So that kind of led them off their path. You know, they're like, oh, let's check how religious you are. You know? It'd be interesting <laughs> to have a good talk around uh, midichlorians and uh, you know the nature of them. And I'm sure that they were mentioned in Mando, weren't they? Or was it in Mando? Or was it in? There was in yeah, I think with the Rogue or something. Yeah. His midichlorian count yeah. was high. It's in the clone, in the cloning stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, they they call it the M count. They're like, oh, he's the M count. Yeah, there's something I knew they got a mention in uh, Doctor Pershing when they ran into him in the facility when they were it. talking about what they were doing with them. That's yeah. it. I knew it had a mention recently. They had to say M count because people would, you know, people, people start to go mad if he mentioned. What? Yeah, but it was a big. I thing never had thought. a problem. Maybe good to uh, to uh, to go back on that. I can uh, talk about midichlorians all day. <laughs> well, we'll come up with some random stuff to talk about uh, um, next time. I was like, there ain't going to be a lot of uh, anything new. Yeah, no, we won't do any so... books next time, uh, Tony. And <laughs> well, we, we should have watched got... the Outlaws trailer. We didn't. We didn't watch that. Oh, we didn't. I saw. Do we, do we not? I, I saw it. Saw the Outlaws trailer at the time. Yeah. We do that. We do that next month now, and as well. Yeah. Um, just remember to put that down on the agenda. I haven't. Uh, it didn't look very good from what I saw. And yeah, we it? can. We can discuss Ron's favorites, like how lightsabers can allow you to fly. You know, things that build. Yes, yes. 
we, we, could, we could come with a we could come uh we could, well it's, it's positively star wars but we could come with a little bugbear of uh of each of us and then have everybody else actually tell you how you're wrong about your bugbear um bugbear is so, from uh what do you call it dungeons and dragons <laughs> Yeah, it could be like a how does it work? You know, if we want to touch base on midi chlorians, hyperspace, yeah. you know, some other yeah. weird aspect of Star Wars. Oh, we had a whole thing on Blind lightsabers, yeah. Um, <laughs> Another force one. ghosts. Force ghosts yeah. was a good one. Oh, like why did Anakin how become you a force ghost? Ch- if you're gonna, yeah, how does force lightning work? Is it is, is, is another? How the heck do you store up all that potential charge? And then what is it well, like? Sneeze. You know, absorbs it from Dooku. So. Well, yeah, and how do you absorb it? Because like, if you're going to sneeze and you're about to unleash that sneeze and you're about to unleash that lightning and you don't unleash that lightning, what happens to that electrical charge? I mean, how do you store that? I mean, it's it. there is a lot to uh, think about there, really. How does that work? Wasn't there something about the fingers as well? Isn't there something about you know, somebody was shooting some of the force lightning that wasn't coming out of all the fingers? I've seen a story uh, somewhere. Yeah. Yoda. If Yoda does anything crazy, it's like, oh yeah, that's just how powerful Yoda is. Yeah. It's the guy in that throne book I'm reading that shoots the lightning out of his fingers. Like, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, oh, we have to come back to the uh, to the Senate questions that I asked at the start. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. Before we, before we finish. And uh, that, the questions from the way I asked, what were the first and last words spoken in Revenge of the Sith? And by whom? And uh, Ryan, who's just restarted, who's very recently rewatching Avengers Sith, has no idea. Let's and... see. No, it starts with. I'm pretty sure it starts with the space battle. Yes. So yeah, you're right. That narrows from... it down to at least two or three um, yeah. people who it could possibly be. So what's the who? who so who speaks first in Avengers Sith? R four. People think. Sorry. R four. Is it Obi? <laughs> Is it R four? It's not R four. Not R4, but you're very close. Go is and buy one. R2 is beeping at the beginning and end, isn't he? Well, Obi wants. No, no, you uh, said it was two different people. Uh, it's Obi-Wan. two different people. Yes. Uh, well, yes. It's that technically, it technically is R2. Because um, he does beep at the start. That's the whole thing that's heard in the... In the... <laughs> the first person who actually speaks basic is Anakin. But, I mean, the, yeah, because Anakin says, I see it. He's all... Yeah, that's right. Yes, but actually, it technically, is R two D two who says the first um, distinguish the first person who's, who. And it's a swear or, word. Probably is, isn't it? <laughs> um, but okay then. What about who who speaks last? I'm going to say R two that time. Oh, you're very close. Apparently, you're very close from what I'm reading here. He's the second to last person. C three PO because they're talking. Yes. Right? Yeah, he's like what when they erase his memory. Oh no! Yeah, it's, it's all to do with them being telling the droids away to uh, have their, uh, uh, well, one of their minds wiped. Actually, not both of them, is it? Um, yes. So uh, R two at the start of Revenge of the Sith and C three PO at That's funny. the end of Revenge of the Sith. And actually, C three PO is the first okay. person to speak in uh, A New Hope. Of course. Oh yeah, he is. Huh. Mm. That's true. <laughs> true. And, uh... Chewbacca is the last person to speak in New Hope. Mm. Just like <laughs> a whole bunch of non-human speaking here. And he's the first one in uh, Empire. No, <laughs> That's another. You just reminded me of that comedy sketch 
uh, with, with Jabarko. That, that, that was with the uh, I forgot what was that comedy sketch with that with the medal ceremony, and you just get Jabarko going. Argh! The holiday <laughs> celebration. Holiday no, it, wasn't. it was some other comedy sketch somebody put on YouTube, wasn't it? Uh, I thought I sent it around at the time. Uh, they put some different music to uh, some different sound effects to. Uh, yeah, no, I can't have to find it again now. I sent it in the chat and stuff. I'll find it again. But yes, so, yep, that concludes our episode today. And uh, Ron's already gone. I think we over-high-republiced him. He has dropped <laughs> off. And uh, I think... Hey, we, had to get, we had to get through that phase, though. We had we had to talk. Yeah, yeah. we did. Yeah, we had, we had to get that done. So we've got the high republic out of the way. Uh, so we've got a bit of a, a free month. I think we're going to have a fun month next next month because it's going to be random debates all the way because there's never announced to. When, uh, when does the social start? What's the date? August twenty third. Oh yeah, so that's hmm. we've got ages to uh, to go into the next one. Oh, and then uh, next month I'm going to uh, or this month actually I'm going to Star Wars night for baseball. So um, I'll have a full on report for that. So are you dressing up? I'm debating if I want to wear a costume or just wear Star Wars gear. So, because I mean, they do let you walk into the ballpark with with costumes and There's you can walk. Like... Ar- you walk around the baseball diamond. And they do a little parade and stuff and beginning people at lightsabers and stuff. But I, I got to. I don't know. It's gonna be hot. So. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, you really gonna wear a cloak when it's 110 degrees out? 110. I wish it's probably gonna be about 116 out there. <laughs> if you want to go as controversy, you could go as uh, as uh, Princess Naya right? at start with Return of the Jedi. Yeah, and Jabba's cell barge sort of. Like, <laughs> so. uh, but uh, really controversial. Uh, we want to go as that. But uh, yeah, sometimes they'll do the uh, force choke cam. So like they'll have a Vader on the uh, on the baseball diamond, and they'll show like he's choking you, and so you have to be oh, yeah. choking on the video. Yeah. Hopefully they do that. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that that chap who went to one of the conventions as the force ghost, Qui-Gon, was it was oh. genius, obviously. Obviously, now everybody's going to be doing that one. It's going to be so passe. Was he Qui-Gon uh, or was he Kenobi? Uh, oh, there was a Qui-Gon. I it was Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon. Yeah, he had like that uh, light blue veil different. material over him. Yeah, was... ghost, so it's got to be Kenobi. Yeah, so oh, now yeah, it's, it's got to be Kenobi. I mean, that's raised the bar as something you never thought anybody would do. And so now, you've got, now everybody's got to try and think of something else that uh, <laughs> nobody thought you'd ever do. I guess he appears at the end of uh, the Obi-Wan series, right? We get to see Ghost Qui-Gon. Oh, yeah, that's true. I guess he yeah, is yes, now. Yeah. But, but the costume was still, a, you know, Obi-Wan was a ghost much more. Yeah. Mm. And I think he was old Obi-Wan, too, that guy, because he had a white beard. We could do, we could, that's what we could do. We could do with this or that um, thing as well, because we got that one, who should the Force Ghost be at the end of Return of the Jedi? Should it be the old Anakin? Should it be the new Anakin, the young Anakin? And then we can have for the for the cantina, yeah, for like for the cantina uh, music and stuff. Should it be that one? Should it be this one and that kind of stuff? Stephen, have you ever watched the Droid Tales, uh, the Lego Droid Tales ones? Oh, no, I haven't watched all of them. They they do. Um, it, it's basically they. It's after Return of the Jedi, and they show um, what Anakin or uh, Luke looking. Oh yeah, that's and, right. I have seen that. Like, oh, that clip. Yeah. And then like Palpatine shows like, hey guys, we're all back together. <laughs> <laughs> like the game's so oh, is that robot chicken? The one where they do that bit that scene. No, it was it was Lego. It was a Lego droid. There was, there was but, one yeah. where this, they all come up, they do show all the force goes, and then Luke's there looking and he goes, Hey, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Hey, it's a, hey, who are you? He's like, I'm Anakin Skywalker, your father. He's like, Oh, you didn't look like that a minute ago. 
<laughs> he's like, yeah, exactly. And then Palpatine shows up like, hey, everybody, we're back together. And then Mace Windu shows up as a force ghost. He's like, not on my watch or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was that yeah. Lego, was it? Yeah. Oh, no, I oh, God. Oh, fun times. Okay. All right. Well, we're headed out now. So uh, it's time for everybody to say goodbye. So it's uh, a goodbye from uh, Ricky. Bubble. Was that going to look good? There's a goodbye from Ryan. Goodbye, everybody. And possibly a goodbye from Tony. Hey, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm still here. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, yeah. Tony's I heard my just, name. He was rewatching Crystal <laughs> Skull. Just yeah, you just, got say, you just got to say goodbye. You just got to say goodbye. I've been losing goodbye, everybody. It was, it was yeah. a great, great listen. Very good. Great listen. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's gone. Ron has gone. Gone. Ron's gone wrong. Gone, 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 gone. Uh, I think you might say it. Did you say he was going to go see Indies so tonight? I can't remember. Yeah, I, I'm going to try to go watch. I might hit up the drive oh, you this said week and go, go watch it. Yeah. yeah. I think I Ron said he was going to go do too. I'll see. I like those movies. I like Indies. I'll, I'll see when it's on D plus. So thank you, everybody. Goodbye for me. Goodbye for everybody. And may the force be with you until next time. Bye-bye. Oh, switch off. I am the Senate. Be sure to follow us online. We're at Facebook at PSW Senate. Join our Plus 20 Star Wars Facebook group where we all are in there interacting. You can find us on Twitter at PSW Senate. On Instagram, we're at PSW Senate Podcast. And on TikTok, we're at PSW Senate Podcast. We look forward to hearing from you. The Force will be with you. Always. WWE pay-per-view in Yonks. I used to, when I was in my teens, I used to stay up and watch it.
um, you know, because here you start at like midnight and you'd be up right to three o'clock in the morning. Um, watching I that. stopped for a while, like during uh, COVID because it got really weird. And then I just didn't want to pay for the service anymore. But then they offered me like 12 months for $12. And I was like, sure, I'll get it. So I started watching it all again. Yeah, I don't want to pay for another. I, have to, I would have to pay for another subscription channel here. And I'm just not doing that. I'm refusing to, to do it. Just pay for enough as it is. The subscription bubble is going to burst. Fever that revolution, folks. Yeah, I need to pay for that. Not yet, though. Not yet, but it will do. Um, <laughs> I'm just waiting for it to happen because it can't keep going on like this. They're going to have to do sort of like uh, um, group up and stuff like that at some point and. Uh, uh, I don't know, some might buy out each other, I don't know, or there might be some sort of like special thing where you can buy so much and you get two or three subscription things with it, I don't know. Uh, but every time something comes out now, they've got oh, a subscription channel, and now there's another one going, oh, we got oh, a subscription channel. People just aren't going to keep signing off for all these things. Um, yeah, they're all splitting out everywhere. Yeah, well, that's, it's ridiculous, isn't it? Like, well, I, can, I kind of understand it, but it's uh, <sighs> fed up and fed up subscriptions now. It seemed like it, it seemed like good to start off with. Now I'm just fed up them. Uh, subscription for this, subscription for that. And, uh, so that's why I've actually started. Um, when I do, I watch, watch something on the. Uh, I was actually considering watching something um, on the old uh, black market game because I and I haven't thought about doing that for a long time. But then I thought, no, nah, can't be asked. Like, wouldn't it be good if they had like one thing you pay for, and then it has like just everything on there? Oh wait, you they mean, did. Like, it you was mean cable. like six years ago? <laughs> it was cable. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I know that they got to find. They got to find something. Uh, I I unsubscribed like a bunch of different ones um, that I had because I had like everything for a minute. Because I was doing free trials, and then I would just forget. <laughs> but then no, I'm going, like, wait, I haven't watched this in a while, so then I just, I, like, I had Discovery Plus, I took that off. Um, I tried unsubscribing to Paramount, but it wouldn't let me. But then I just gave up, and I'm like, oh, whatever. <laughs> well, I was semi-interested in, I was semi-interested in the new Star Trek um, thing, but uh, I, not enough to get another subscription just for the, just for one show. Yeah, there's really uh, nothing on there that much. I mean, no, I literally... There would be nothing else. And I thought, yeah, I'm paying for other stuff. I should try and concentrate and watch as much as I can on the stuff that I've already got. Then you've got like, like they, they Star, have like Star Halo some... and Star Trek. That's it. That's all yeah, they have on. Star, yeah, yeah Star's got some interesting stuff as well. But I can't be bothered to pay for Paramount, Stars, Apple. Oh, what you do yeah. on those uh, on those apps that don't have much that you want to see when it's only like one or two shows, what you do is you sign up, you wait till the season's over, yeah. you sign up, you pay one month, you binge, you know, the yeah. one or two shows, yeah. and then you cancel it. It's never a good time then, to binge, though, is it? There's always something else on, something else on, on these other channels and stuff. Yeah, if it's a really cool. correct time, then yes. Yeah, because I've done that with a couple of where I, I just sign up just for the month. Once the se- I wait till the season's over, yeah. till yeah. all the episodes are available. I sign up for one month. I just binge the one series I'm interested in, and then I cancel. And then I cancel immediately upon signing. Like you know, I sign up, and then I immediately cancel. That cancel. way, I don't forget. Mm-hmm. Well, doesn't it... that's it? You have a month. You have a month to watch the show, and then it cancels at the end of the month. Oh, it doesn't kick you out immediately. 
if you no, close no, it right no, away. no, you no, no, you paid for a month and then you canceled. It's just not going to renew anymore. Oh, okay, okay. So you can just, do that. You can do that gotta... month to month on stuff, like you know, when you're not that interested in in keeping yeah. it going the whole time. And that's what they were saying. I heard somebody saying that, you know, once too many people start doing that, they're gonna start locking you into like Drop year long contracts, you know, six months or something like that, yeah. or six months, yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, but that's what I do, you know, for some of these some of these apps where I'm only interested in one one show at a time, you know. So something to think about. Mm, yeah, it's, a, it's something to think about. That's for sure. But uh, not thinking that hard. But yes, um, <laughs> I don't seem to be enough time. I'm always watching some crap, or I'm watching something I've already seen before. Um, and as everybody knows, I've got a lot of stuff I haven't seen that I still haven't got around to uh, watching. That uh, the thought of sign up for something else just to binge one show is uh, I don't know. I don't know. What if I don't like it? You know, and then you got um... well. I actually watched the first, they put the first season one's, uh, first episode of season one of that Star Trek Strange New Worlds on YouTube free. Uh, I've actually done season two, episode one on there now as well. And uh, I I wasn't that impressed. I didn't actually, didn't really enjoy it that much. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it. I mean, I don't know how big of a Star Trek fan of the previous, you know, series, but uh yeah, this is more like the movies. So if that's more your like yeah, the more recent the, the recent movies, not not the old no, movies, but the recent movies. Yeah, well, they've injected swear words into it and there's Yeah, know, that's really annoying. It's got to have a relationship or be sexy or a bit of sex going on or something like that. I'm like for goodness sake. This is these are these are none of the stuff which is Star Trek, really. It's yeah, like, no. It's well, not a, it's not it. at all. <laughs> <laughs> they had no i wish they endured it no they no they, it's yeah no Mm-mm. i don't recommend it no, if you're I'm a not. star trek fan if, if you're just like you know you're just interested in you know just some random kind of action sci-fi that really has nothing to do with star trek then yeah i'd say go ahead Man, watch I, it, I, I tried with star trek and i was like well you know i gotta get into it so then i, I started watching the I was like but i gotta start from the beginning so then i started watching the captain Kirk <laughs> one, like because yeah. I, I watched all the the, the new movies, you know, the JJ ones. I, they're fine. I like them. You know, they're cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like Chris Pine. You know, like I, I like those ones. And the guy that played Bones was cool. Like those were entertaining. And then the Beastie Boys music is up. But like I started watching the original. Show. I got to like the fourth episode maybe, and then I just kind of lost interest. I was like, yeah, maybe it's I'll just stick with the movies. And I, I've seen like a fair amount of the Next Generation episodes and. You know stuff like that, but eh. and like some of the movies that would just be on it on TV like two in the morning. I I don't know, it's just not my thing. I just can't get into it. It's not your thing, yeah. That's all it mm. is. But uh, but yeah, the no laser swords. That, or no lasers. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're like, damn, we came out first. We should have thought of all that technology, and they can't, you know, fix that guy's eyes. You know, <laughs> what's his name? Blind. <laughs> well, spo- spoiler alert, they do. You know. Oh. <laughs> Actually, I think there's, well, I don't know why we spent so much time talking about Star Trek, but actually, I think he, um, didn't he actually want to have that uh, visor thing, didn't they? I don't think he actually wanted well, to how have How could it. he do Reading Rainbow if he's blind? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was actually a hairband, not a, you know, it like a... It, it looks like, like, yeah. like an air filter from a car. That's exactly how I cut and put around his eyes. <laughs> did, Ron yeah. say, did Ron say that he was joining us? I'm just trying I don't to know if he, stuff. he should have known. Um, he, like, says, he said something about it in the last week, didn't he? My margin. I thought it. so. 
He didn't really say. He asked, and we told him, and then he asked, like, "Well, we, I told him, like, well, we're probably gonna cover this and that, but maybe somebody mentioned High Republic, and he was like, we." <laughs> 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 like, yeah, they're gonna talk about the. Yeah, I remember. I'm sure I remember saying something about it about three or four days ago. Um. Well, he's actually he's in Skype. Apparently, he's on he's on a, a way. Let me just try. I'm just calling. He probably just, just has him, it on. Yeah, I'm just calling Ron. I know last time he had some trouble with his computer. But... Doesn't he usually have trouble with his computer <laughs> when it comes to logging on? Of course he, he does. In. He's in IT. <laughs> Maybe he's building his cell barge. Yes, exactly. He's oh, opened, opened the box. I don't believe this. This is so. This is amazing. Why haven't I opened this in two years? And he's got himself Three. lost in it. <laughs> uh, oh, was that when it came out? I remember when he got it. He was waiting for it. Like, he was gonna... started the, we started the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, re- I, re- I, can, I can still remember. He was waiting for it when we were having one of these. Yeah. It was going to arrive that day. And, you know, he was going to receive it while we were <laughs> on. But then it, it showed up later. Oh, right. It's become such a feature now. They just put, they just put an, or a, a tablecloth over it and they eat the meal off. Of it instead, of <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's a piece of furniture now in the front room. Uh, yeah. Let's see. I have, I have no idea how big that thing is, but is it like to scale to the figures, right? Yep. And I'm just trying to think of the movie when he's on the plank. Again. It's not. Oh god, it's yeah. not full size. Hmm. It's not full size. It's not full size. Well, I mean, not for a uh, human to fit in it. <laughs> no, I have to imagine. Imagine. Like I have a bit. I have a big place sure, of, of a... like Pirates it... of the Caribbean. I have the Black Pearl, and it fits like mm-hmm. the figures are the same size as Star Wars ones. And I never know where to put that thing. It sits on top of my giant turtle tank. But oh my gosh, probably like that that size. It's just something you have to put together. It's not. It's not like when you got those airplane sets and you got those all those little bits of plastic. You break them out of the little molds and then start sticking it together and stuff. This is uh, this cell barge is all together. Hopefully, I hope. Yeah, it's like I don't, you know one of the Hasbro ones, right? Yeah, the they had the it's like a crowdfunded. I don't know how did those imagine, work. Imagine did if we did open it. Up, it was all. Imagine if we did open it all up and it was one of those things we had to put it oh, all gosh. together yourself. <laughs> Uh, I think you have to uh, when they when they launch the idea they uh, you know they obviously have their budget in mind so people start sending money I don't know how much probably like a deposit I don't know 20 bucks let's just say I I, I don't know how much it is to be honest with you so you send your 20 bucks and you're like telling them I'm, I'm committing to buying one or maybe you don't even commit maybe you just you know just to gauge to gauge interest I don't know how that works and then at a certain level like uh, if they haven't met their goal, they start introducing uh, things that are going to come with it, like mm. uh, you know figures, like oh, it's you're like a get Patreon these... for toys. Exactly, yeah. that's exactly yeah. what it is. Hmm. Like what? Well, no, actually, yeah, it's like a, not a Patreon. What's the other the thing where people raise money? Um, crowdfund. Like a crowdfund, but what's the, the there's the <laughs> one that they always do? You know, like oh, we're doing uh, you know, like when I don't know. anyway or something. A GoFundMe, that's the one. That's the one. Not Patreon. It's a GoFundMe. It's like a GoFundMe. You don't get anything out of that, though. Right? Out of the GoFundMes? Yeah. They do sometimes. Like, it's when they do the same kind of thing. Like, when it's just like, you know, like, hey, my dog needs an operation. Can you guys help me? You know, like, you don't get anything. You (laughs) You can come pet him. I don't know. (laughs) But yeah, you can come pet him. 
but no, when people do that, like they're trying to fund uh, documentaries mm. or things like that, they'll they'll tell you, okay, like if you if you uh, oh yeah, that's true. If you fund me, we'll send you a copy of the of the Blu-ray when it comes out. Mm. So, some, or you'll get a T-shirt. Or, you get a poster or something. Yeah. Right. So that they did that with uh, these uh, Star Wars ones, and at, at different levels, it's usually two or three different levels. Uh, okay, now you know if you funded it, you get the um, I don't know whatever. I don't even remember what accessories. I know there was like the 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 guards that were on the the the, the sail barge uh, crew, and I don't know things like that. But uh, that's that's usually how it works. I don't know exactly because I've never done it. I've just kind of casually checked it out. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. This was, uh, I might have to watch this unboxing video later. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently it was 500 quid when it first came out. It measures four foot long. Somebody yeah. sent, somebody's selling it on Amazon for four grand at the moment. But so it's like really something that's too, it's something that was too expensive to be put in, in production, probably. So then yeah, they... yeah that, that's exactly why, because because they wanted to do it to scale. Because you know normally they put them out and they'd be like where the you know the figures don't really fit or whatever. But yeah. I guess to do a one to scale, there's no way. And then where are they going to sell it? You know what I mean? It's like there's not so yeah. So it's kind of like you only make enough for you know whoever really wants to buy it. So and almost made so... almost made to order. So it comes with some behind the workbench, a premium 64 page booklet that goes behind the scenes of the design and development of the actual sale barge film set piece and Hasbro toy, complete with set photos, product blueprints, interviews, and more. So it's actually got. Uh, it can... well, what happened if like all these people paid and then like they still didn't end up doing it? Did they refund them? Like... I don't think so. I think what, whatever you. Yeah. That's why I'm saying I'm, I'm sure you probably needed to pay. I don't know if you pay all Something. up front or you mm. just pay like a deposit. But I'm sure you, if it's just a deposit, you probably non-refundable for sure. I don't know how that sounds, works. Sounds like a pyramid scheme. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Ron's going to get any return. No quibbles return on it now. But I wouldn't. Yeah, it'd be it'd be better off selling it, wouldn't they? If he wanted to. Uh, that's one heck of an investment. So that's gone up in price triple the. Quadruple. Well, that's why he said he wished he would have bought two, one to keep and one. Yeah, day. yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I would. Yeah, I would have been tempted to buy. Well, see though, yeah, like if you could afford it, definitely. Yeah, because uh, for sure those those are gonna really because once everybody starts getting them and they start doing their unboxings and you know the guy that sat mm -hmm. out, it's gonna be like, man, I should. And you know, the longer you wait, of course, it's only gonna, you know, get get more people interested in the future that maybe didn't have the money at the time and wanted mm -hmm. it, you know, so. Next right. time they did one, they didn't they do one for the Mandalorian too? The the Razor Crest? Did they? I think so. It's just the know. box and a bunch of pieces. All... <laughs> well, they come pretty much all put together. It's just no. I mean, it's after the they little... blew it up. They just oh, after they blew it. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing it's just, what comes up. It's the best car staff. <laughs> that, yeah. That chap sending it on Amazon um, for four grand. There's also this. Um, it says you might be interested in this. Uh, I just posted it. In there. <laughs> <laughs> if you're getting the, the same box, guy selling, you it? might also be interested in the unicorn. Uh, in the unicorn blow up suit. <laughs> unicorn set. Right. Hey, there's, uh, there's FurryCon happening in uh, Pittsburgh this week. So, <laughs> oh, no. you know, get right along. <laughs> FurryCon. 
Very, very yeah. calm. That sounds strange. Well, we better get going anyway. Yeah. So Ron, I don't know if Ron's going to might join us in an hour or uh, stuff. So we, we talk about. So we do the High Republic first. Ron's not going to miss out. Um, that, that reminds me that uh, Tony, um, where yes. where, where are you in your High Republic? Um, consumers? I'm still, I'm still uh, a few chap. Yeah, a few chapters into that book. I, you know, I just never, I never finished it, and I never continued. So. So I'm just which, here for which, the listen. Which book's that? Which book's that? The first one. The way, the first, the first one. The very oh, first light, one. light of Jedi. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, good grief. All right. Okay. I keep all saying right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna catch up. I'm gonna catch up, but I don't know. Maybe I'll wait till it's all done. Maybe I'll just wait for the movies. Uh, all right. Okay. Well, well there's yeah. a TV show now. So you don't, yeah, you don't right. like... the the acolyte <laughs> takes place in that time, right? No, the the like, Jedi yeah. Adventures. Oh <laughs> Jesus! Is that, right. so, is, so, that, is that High Republic? Yeah. So you you don't be, like a, it's a kids show, like a little little kids yeah, yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, have no, to watch it, or else you're you're totally show. lost in phase two. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, you don't well, have to watch it at all. I, yeah. I gathered as much. It's not. But crucial. the acolyte, they say they do say the acolyte takes place at the end of the High Republic. Although okay. personally, I wouldn't tie it into. Like the sto- the main story of the High Republic. This well, happens. that's been canceled now, so they're not going to show this, <laughs> according to everybody on the internet. Well, why destroy and all that stuff, have you? Um, so you don't mind being spoiled, spoiled, uh, Tony? No, because I'm not going to know the who time, we're talking about. <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about, and then by the time if I ever do read it, I will have forgotten what the what the spoilers were. So fair enough. Okay. Right then. Uh, so we so we was going to do the. Uh, I've put the only thing we forgot. I didn't put on the agenda was the behind the scenes stuff on uh, Mando. I haven't seen that yet. I didn't watch it. I forgot. I didn't even know about it until it came out. And I was like, oh, I know, I've yeah. forgotten all about it, so I haven't seen it. I haven't uh, either. No, well, there's not really much to talk about then, is it? <laughs> we can't really talk about it then. <laughs> uh, so we're going to do the High Republic Wave Two. We then do the. Uh, what if uh, thing? Then we'll have the big debate uh, on midichlorine. So it's going to be quite a uh, uh, particularly uh, less less rigid uh, flow to things this time round, and maybe a bit more uh, uh, epping and flowing than like we used to in the in the good old days. It's uh, summer before the empire, before the empire, <laughs> um, and all that kind of stuff. So uh, we shall get going then. Uh, <clears throat> and the cricket's going for well, Ryan is probably the in-person who knows the cricket is not going very well so it might be over by the time we in the next uh, half hour now um, but uh, I've got the wrong date here in the uh, Sunday 2nd of July okay right everybody ready hey, Steve. hey yeah. Stephen hello yep yeah, go on I'll be, I'll be here at least to say hi <laughs> how about that oh okay yeah okay then, yeah then, so you then you won't hear from me for a while Right, okay. Fair enough. All right, we'll just have you do your hello bits. Okay, okay.